0: what's up welcome back to another episode of liberty diner dish i'm ken i'm Michelle, and we're about to jump right into another episode of queers folk
1: we are we are at five eleven. Oh. um no that's all. that's a lie we're at five twelve. i know girl I'm i was happy to, i know i'm trying I, to like <laughs> slip a little half episode in there that part okay yeah um okay before we get started i have a question because uh-huh. we got away from these but the episodes have started getting like real emotional and so we yeah. had to get right to them <laughs> but i do have a question philip and tanis or Eli and Monty,
0: uh, I'm taking but... Phyllis and Tannis. <laughs> I mean, we, yeah, I'm taking them for sure. Like, although they're annoying, but Brian has checked them a million times. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So, like, we are, we we won with them, so they they part of the crew now.
1: I would do Phyllis and Tannis too because I can handle them. Like, I can just whatever. Yeah,
0: it is what it is. Like, yeah,
1: but but no, I just Elon cannot. T is an absolute no. Yeah,
0: that's a no go. I mean, if this was uh, <laughs> America's Got Talent, that's three X's, across, four X's across the board.
1: Mm-hmm. Gonna, mm-hmm. uh,
0: uh, 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 <laughs> next. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> okay, well here we are at 512. After where we've been with 510 and 511, I it's kind of hard to know how to feel about 512.
0: Yeah. I mean, because it, it still takes you, like, on an emotional journey. And it's still a good episode, yeah, a but good it's episode, just, like... But it's not as heavy as the other ones have been, you know? Yeah, so, and I so mean... I'm
1: really grateful for that, actually, mm-hmm. because I didn't want to just, like, cry all the way to the finish line. My <laughs> I gosh. I know. I'm <laughs> like,
0: Lord. Oh, my God. Like, these writers, I mean, they know how to just sock it to you.
1: Yes, okay. they do. And so I was I was grateful for this episode. And it does kind of give us a little bit, yeah. especially because we know we're heading toward... Right. It heats
0: up, but it's not... It wasn't as sizzling hot, yeah. As the other ones, like I mean, like you said, still a good episode. They don't—they go always deliver. They right. always going to deliver, but it was on a lighter note. Still, still a little heavy, but on the lighter side of yeah. heaviness, if that makes sense.
1: What I'm focusing on right now, because I, I don't want to get so focused on like, oh my gosh, one more episode, one more episode. Even though I keep saying that, but what I'm focusing on is the journey that we're going on, and mm-hmm. so I'm trying to pick up all the little clues and context clues and breadcrumbs and all of these little things that are happening in every episode, mm-hmm. so that. I feel fulfilled and satisfied at the end of the journey. Absolutely. So that's really what I'm focusing on. So this did give me some stuff to kind of add to, right. to that, add to my experience of this show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go ahead and get into it, all right? I'm ready, girl. We start out with uh, Brian and Justin really wanting each other and restoring some order all up and through the loft.
0: Baby, <laughs> they are bad.
1: Yeah. Okay. yeah, Justin is having to mark his territory all over again. Yes. Uh, but also, I think Brian is needing them to reclaim all of these surfaces in the loft.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah, we know that for Brian, it feels like a very empty space without Justin in it. And now that he's back sharing the loft with him, I think he's all about this marathon. Absolutely.
0: I mean, you know that that one, that little phrase, a house is not a home or, yeah. or whatever. Like It was just a house. It wasn't a home while Justin was gone. But now he's back it's a home again. A short-lived home because we know they, they have, you know, the little chateau they got out there in the suburbs <laughs> right. with the stables yeah, and, the, and the tennis the, courts. the manor. Yeah, the manor. That's what they have, you know. <laughs> so, it's good to see them back in this swing. Like, I feel like Brian has been so serious this he season. Yes. yeah. Uh, and we've we seen a lot of change in him. And he's been doing all the fighting. Well, not all the fighting, but a lot of fighting and a lot of changing. So, to see him back in this element and that's what I, to see him hot and sweaty and, you know, devouring <laughs> Justin's beautiful little body and them laughing and smiling and... That effortless stuff. So to see them in that in in that type of scene, I mean, it just felt like home again. Didn't it yeah. feel good?
1: Yeah, it did. And they like they can't keep their hands off each other. They're all smiles. Like this whole episode, really, they're all smiles with each other. And they are fianced. Yes. They are betrothed. Yes. So why wouldn't they be happy? Well, when they finally pause, Brian has one very important question for Justin. He wants to know if he will still perform his husbandly duties mm-hmm. after they are married. Ever the romantic yes. Brian, Brian is. Uh, like we were saying, they are so happy in this scene. Like, I just want to draw everyone's attention to how happy Brian is being engaged mm-hmm, to Justin. Mm-hmm. And we know that Justin is happy. But to anyone thinking that Brian doesn't want to spend his life with this man, just look how happy he is. right? Uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, Justin's answer is dependent upon Brian's will Brian still perform his husbandly duties in every room of their country manor?
0: Oh, yeah. He, he want a little sample of that. Yeah, well, that's know. a
1: tall order because the country manor has a lot of rooms.
0: Exactly. Okay. <laughs> but you know what? Brian is the man to fulfill every, each and every order. Okay? <laughs> each and every order.
1: Yeah. Well, Justin is like me in that he understands that every home needs a name, and he has the perfect one for his princely palace, Brighton.
0: Sounds like a winner to me.
1: It takes Brian a quick minute to get it, but uh, I would say that he's amused. I think he even kind of likes it. You can see it in his eyes. Yes. Now, we weren't watching the show at the time it was airing, of course, so I don't know which came first, if fans started calling them Brighton or if the show actually gave us that gift. But either way, I let the cat out of the bag in season one of our podcast. <laughs> uh, but I didn't tell you where it came from. No, so. I was like, oh, that's cute. <laughs> I thought that was your thing. Yeah, you know? no, it's I, not, I, my I like, girl, <laughs> not my thing. Like, girl, is cute. Not my thing. Justin says that it's amazing that all of this is really happening, that they are getting married and that they're moving into the house, all of it. Brian, ever cute and messy, says he can just imagine everyone's faces when they get their announcements. And then we hear Debbie screeching and scaring Emmett half to death. (laughs) Um, Melanie and Lindsay have also received their invitation to the Taylor Kinney wedding. Ted spits his coffee everywhere. (laughs) Consider all the people shook it. Shook it, (laughs) baby. Shook it. According to Debbie, there's only one explanation for this. Brian must have knocked up Sunshine. (laughs) (laughs) He's certainly trying to.
0: (laughs) Exactly, baby girl. I'm for real. He's gonna have twins. The way they putting in work.
1: Well, Michael and Ben also got an announcement, of course. And like I knew he would be, Michael is gagging. (laughs) Yes,
0: baby. He is a salt bay. Okay.
1: Yeah, he's not salt. Yeah, gagging not in a good way. He says that this is BS. And I'm like, I thought this is what you wanted, for Brian yes. to grow up and buy a house somewhere. Uh, but Michael is upset that Brian called him a defector and a step for gay and accused him of infecting Justin. But now that he wants to get married, it's all okay. Uh, now, didn't Brian apologize for all of that? He
0: did. So I'm like, I'm like, bro, it's like a lose-lose for Brian. Like, you, you just want to be mad at this man for no reason. You're punishing him for not choosing you, okay? Like... <laughs> I it's didn't over, say it. Okay? He didn't say it. Come for me then, okay? <laughs> I will address it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> but he—he's punishing the boy. Like he's already apologized. You didn't accept the apology, okay? He let that go. He came back again for your ass. You're like you're—you're you're never satisfied, Michael. You're never satisfied. Now he—he's coming to your side of the fence, and you have something to say instead of saying, "Oh my God, he must be sick." I mean, you could have made a cute joke. You were truly pissed off. Yeah, really upset. Yeah, Yeah. you're just salty, bruh. Salty.
1: I really want to know why didn't Debbie go back to Michael and tell him the real reason that Brian was acting the way he was acting? You know, she calls Brian out on it at the loft like, hey, no, here's what you were really upset about. You didn't want him to leave you, you didn't want to lose him. I'm like, why didn't she go to Michael and have that conversation? Because she normally
0: does for everything else.
1: Yeah. I don't know. She just let it go with him. Like She did try to talk to him before she talked to Brian, but I'm like, why didn't you go back and try right. again? I would have liked to see her do well, that. Well, I guess
0: she, she probably saw it as like, oh, uh, this is a brother's little fight, brother's quarrel. I'm going to stay up out of yeah. it. If, if mom needs to step in, then I am going to step in. But, I mean, I think she did. She did what she needed to do. Because yeah. She well, did I mean, to, she did
1: go to. She yeah. went to both of them. And I guess, like, after Brian did his bit, then she was like, okay, well, I tried. Yeah. So, mm.
0: She got too much other stuff to worry about. She
1: does. And it's really not, it's not her place to, right. to get them back together. That's but, not what I'm saying. But I'm just like, if you've got some information that could possibly help a situation. Then
0: share it. Okay? I feel like, yeah,
1: it would have been nice to share it. Yeah. But whatever. <laughs> anyway, Michael has no desire to celebrate their commitment. Ben is trying to keep the peace with pancakes. He also tries to talk calmly and rationally with Michael. He knows that they still love each other, Michael and Brian, platonically, of course. Michael says that he does not love Brian and that Brian doesn't love him because he didn't come to the hospital to see him. Uh-huh. Before we get into that part, I'm sure if Michael was um, awake and Brian was there, he probably would have been mad about it. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like, what are you doing Or
1: here? like, you came to rub it in my face that so this is what happens when you fight for marriage equality. Yes, exactly. Yeah, or is this what I deserve for defecting? Like, yes. Because, and I'm not saying that to judge Michael. That's the headspace Michael was in. Yeah. He felt like Brian was against him. It was him. an attack. Yeah, yeah and so attacking. that's the headspace he was in. Ben tells him that Brian was there. He also tells Michael that Brian probably wouldn't want him to know the whole story. And Michael says, as if I care, um, were you just not upset that he didn't come to visit you?
0: (laughs) That part. Like, make up your mind, boy.
1: Yeah. Ben tells him all about Brian trying to karate chop the doctor and raging out in the ER. And when, he, when Michael hears that, he's all, like, touched and surprised.
0: Girl, he had a little smirk, like,
1: yeah, he, he, he did that for me? Yeah, I don't oh. want it.
0: And he tried, still trying to look sad, but that smirk is coming yeah, over the face. Yeah, like, 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 I,
1: don't, I don't want it. No, I'm, like, mm, I'm supposed uh, to be moved by that, yes, but I'm not.
0: I'm just like, boy, get your ass on. Ugh, I should be done with your ass. You know, I, I really should. I should yeah. be done with you. But anyway.
1: If it weren't for the fact that he is just, like, a part of this family, and yes. to take one of them is to take all of them, then... Yeah, yeah, girl. we wouldn't be that. Mm -mm. Me and Michael wouldn't be that close. Um, But anyway, Ben says the point is that a person wouldn't act that way unless they love someone. So that's what he's trying to tell Michael. Obviously, he still cares about you. I mean, if you didn't pick that up from the fact that he let us use his club at the Mm -hmm. last minute, he let us donate the $10,000 fee. If you didn't pick it up from any of that stuff, then. Because that's a
0: real one. Okay, like I forgot all about all that stuff. You're right. He waived the whole ten thousand dollar fee that you were going to pay the restaurant to do. You mm-hmm. know, so you was able to donate the that hotel. Extra... Yeah, yeah, the hotel. So you you were able to. Donate that in there. Any Joe Schmo wouldn't, ha, wouldn't wouldn't have never done that. Right. He didn't have to do that at all. He gave you his spot. He shut down all of his engagements. I'm pretty sure that club. bring we know dollars fifteen thousand. Do you
1: remember? And uh, it's a couple that is several thousand that yeah. it costs per night. Because remember when he uh, when Even no one was coming yeah. n- when no one was coming when he first opened he was and, losing money. And, because, and he was talking about how yeah. many thousands he was losing mm-hmm, a night. Mm-hmm. So. He, was, he lost money that night, plus gave you, yeah.
0: That part, okay. It's just the, the ungratefulness for me.
1: That's what it is for yeah, me, Yeah, it's the
0: ungratefulness <laughs> for me. And the the self-entitlement for me. Like, yeah. Like, boy.
1: Yeah, and like, well, he needs to prove he loves me. Okay, what have you done lately to prove yeah. you love him? And my
0: thing is, Brian always come through for the gang. What have you ever done for him? I don't think you've ever saved Brian. Let me think.
1: Well he did when well I know that he did when they were younger. I know that girl. He, we didn't see that. I know we didn't see that. That's all I,
0: imagination. That's <laughs> imagination. Okay.
1: That's made up backstory. Yeah, okay, that's
0: backstory. Okay. You that's know? the moment before. If you're an actor, you know what I'm talking about. That's the moment before. Yeah. No, I am talking about what I can see. Yeah. Because seeing is believing for me.
1: Yeah, I mean, he drives him home when he gets too drunk.
0: He could've Brian got brisk. He could have called a cab, okay? <laughs> He yeah. could have called a cab. This is the same person I cause I am never giving up my hundred thousand dollar car. I love you to death, Isha, but girl, <laughs> you're never getting the hundred thousand dollar whip. Want it. Okay. Yeah. He gave him the whip, though, to run away with Hunter, you know? Zero yeah. questions asked. Right. You know, now his shit is like up for warrants. I feel like, you know, like he jeopardized himself. He out here on the public transportation because he he don't have another car. Yeah. What do you what you give him your little 10 speed? <laughs> Uh, you, know, you know say like what have you done for him
1: I feel like he's a little bit he has every right to be upset and to decide that they are not gonna be friends anymore but I feel like he's not really looking at this equally yeah in a fair way yeah it's not yeah.
0: it's not fair at all like I mean yeah. friends are gonna mess up friends gonna make mistakes yeah
1: not to say like Brian you know yeah. Brian was out of line in some of the things that he did He hence really why was. he apologized exactly
0: but um so I'm not trying to say Brian didn't do anything wrong right but I mean the man came to you and apologized to you tried to move on you know we, we've been friends forever today. day you shut that down. Then, you know, all. The, then you come back to him when you need him. He gives you everything you need, you know. Didn't even, like, you know, put up no fuss or nothing. Didn't make you beg, didn't do any of that. Gave what you needed. Came to the hospital, offered up his blood, went crazy when, he, when his blood wouldn't be able to be taken, yeah. you know. He held you down, but you never hold him down. I yeah. don't like the disloyalty.
1: Yeah, I don't either. And the expectation of blind loyalty, though. Yeah. Like, he, I, he expects Brian to be blindly loyal to him. But he doesn't give that. Mm-hmm. Maybe he feels like he did for so long and he's tired of it. Okay. I'll take that. Okay. Anyway, but I do want to point out that it's not only Michael that Brian rages out for. We've seen him do this for Justin many times. Yeah, for real. So, but he he does get very passionate about the people that he loves. That part is true. The first few scenes kind of run together. So I'm going to plug this right here. April 15th is the wedding date. Uh, don't come at me, you timeline people. Okay, like, <laughs> don't look at me with your calculating eyes. Like, <laughs> leave me alone with this. Go stand in the corner with Michael. <laughs> but anyway, I'm going to say that Brian and Justin weren't apart for longer than a couple, than like some weeks. Right. I think two months at the most. But I don't think it was like that long because, um yeah, I don't think it was that long. Mm-hmm. Um, But everything is moving really fast this season, and I know that's a complaint for some people. Like, they complain about the pacing of this season, but I wonder if it was on purpose. Like, life can change really fast, and then following the bomb, we all felt this sense of urgency from a lot Mm -hmm. of them. And maybe they are flinging us all over the place so we can feel how these characters are feeling. Right, Like, these big major things are happening, and they don't really get a minute to just sit with it. And so it's like something crazy happens. It's like okay, now we got to get back to normal life. Life And something crazy happens over here. And so yeah, it's that constant thing of crazy happens, but life keeps going and the world keeps turning. That's exactly (laughs) how real life is. Yeah, real life is that way, and you're not always in charge of the pace of things. And so I wonder. I'm not saying it is, but I wonder if it's on purpose. The the rush. Feeling of the season is on purpose. That would
0: makes that would make more sense though, thinking of it that way, because I mean, this this whole journey we've been on has been very true to life. So yeah, I feel like them rushing it because when you have something major, a, a disaster like that, like the whole bomb situation. You start thinking about life a little more. So I mean you start putting things in perspective and you realize that tomorrow isn't isn't um guaranteed. It, you have to take what you can take. Yeah. So I think in real life, when you realize that, you started speeding things up. There's no need for me to be engaged for three years, you know? Right. Like let's go ahead and tie this knot, you know. We're gonna go ahead and do the things that make me happy in this moment because I'm not promised tomorrow. I mean, it makes total sense. I yeah. would think that it was on purpose.
1: I think so too. And even without the bombing in there, like they are all reaching a new precipice, I guess, right. in life. And so it's like, okay, well, it's time. It's just naturally time to start making some changes. And change comes... It might take forever to decide to do something but new or different. Dis- but once you make a decision, mm-hmm. man, it snowballs. And yeah. it it goes fast. Quick. And so I just kind of wonder if that was on purpose. Anyway, over at the diner, Sunshine won't be able to get his job back uh, because they have a new bus boy, yes. Hunter... I love that it's kind of like a rite of passage to work at the (laughs) the diner. You're going to get
0: your wings when you go to the diner, okay?
1: Yeah, and Hunter was making his own coin in Florida, so this is a good look for him. You know, he's not going to sit at the house all day, so get out there and make you some coin. he used to working. Carl is at the diner, and he thinks that Debbie is being a little too hard on Hunter. She's sending him to clean the bathrooms and pick this up and scrape that and (laughs) take this Mm -hmm. out and whatever. Well, it turns out Hunter is working here instead of going back to school. He'd rather clean the bathrooms at the diner, then go back to high school. I'll take high school for 200 Alex. Girl, for <laughs>
0: real, because we all know, we know in those, if y'all worked in those times, y'all know minimum wage wasn't nothing. Okay, so he ain't making no coins. No, no. No, none. I mean, and I mean, girl, he is not, no. I mean, I would definitely take high school over that. Yeah. Over working.
1: <laughs> well, also at the diner are uh, Emmett and Drew. And I love Drew at the diner. Yes, I know. Because right after coming out, he was hiding away at the hotel yeah. And then he went back to Debbie's, and now he's like all out on the avenue. I out, love girl.
0: it. Yeah, like I mean, I'm, he's letting his little life, um shine bright. Okay, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I really am, and I love how the community just accepted him. Yeah, and they're not like flooding him with autographs yeah. or cameras in his face in his face or anything like that. I love that the community is like, "Yo, you're part of us. We're gonna protect you. You're here
1: with right. us." Right? Yeah, I love that. Um, well, the Ironmen are not doing so great without their starting quarterback. They've lost five games in a row. And Drew mm. is still like suspended or whatever his team is calling it to avoid a lawsuit. He, but he's reading this in right. the paper. Uh, Debbie sees an unattended black duffel bag on the floor. Well, they still haven't figured out who bombed Babylon. And sometimes you get copycats with things like that. And yeah. so this is very concerning, this yeah. unattended black bag here. So she is on high alert and no one is claiming it. So Carl is about to call the bomb squad in. But then some guy comes in from the bathroom and he's like, oh, no. He And he bends down to dig into it. But what I got from that is it takes a long time to go back to not being paranoid or fearful in a place that has been proven to be unsafe. Right. And so it's a different way for them to show us that even though it looks like things have gone back to normal after the it bombing, would, it has they not. haven't really gone back to normal. Or will it
0: ever go back to normal? I know. Yeah. Will it,
1: I mean, I am still terrified to go into movie theaters. I had right. an experience, a black duffel bag experience at a movie theater one time. Oh, my God. And they cleared out the, whole, uh, the movie theater and all the surrounding stores. It was on the news. Like, there were helicopters, you know, filming all Girl. this. It turned out to be, it was nothing. But still, this was after... Uh, the Batman movie? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I love movie theaters. Yes. But even when I go, and I haven't been in a couple years now, but when I go, I am on high alert. Yeah, and I'm always. always like, where can I hide? Where's the exit? How right. can I get out of here? You <laughs> know, that sort I mean, of thing. yeah.
0: I mean, that's it's become the, the reality of things, you know? Girl, I totally understand where you're coming from. Like, I mean, it's scary. So, yeah, just going out and doing something that you love, you got to be on high alert, you know? So just imagine what they're feeling. They're in an area that's targeted just for being yourself. Going out to a nightclub, going out to eat, like, you know, it's just it's terrifying. I think that they won't have anything normal for a while. Yeah. Like, this will be their new normal. Looking for, you know, unattended items and bags and things. Looking at the faces that they normally don't see that come into the diner. Because for the most part, I feel like we get the same faces. Debbie knows everybody that comes into the diner. Mm-hmm. That's going to be their new normal. Just always being on high alert. I mean, I would be.
1: Yeah, I would, too. I totally understand it. And I don't think that much time has passed since the bombing, because when we saw Michael earlier, he was still kind of sitting down um, mm-hmm. gingerly, I guess. Right, yeah. To, yeah, so you get, he's still on the mend. He's still recovering. Right. So I don't think it's been that long since the bombing happened. Mm-hmm. Because they haven't caught anybody, the threat still looms, and the fear is still still there. Well, then we see Lindsay bathing Gus, and Melanie comes in on the phone. She was talking to Jennifer, our Jennifer. At first, I was like, who is Jennifer? <laughs> but uh, this our Jennifer. There's a couple interested in the house, and Lindsay just says, oh, to that. And she's having second thoughts, but that doesn't mean that she doesn't want them to go through whatever it is they've decided to do. We, we don't know right. what it is just yet. Melanie doesn't want their kids to grow up in a place where their parents are told they are sick and where they are hated, that would scar their children. And I think that's true. That makes you, the kids will be embarrassed and then they would try to hide it or they might resent their parents or what if one of them is gay or lesbian or pan or trans or whatever, you know?
0: I always thought about, I mean, yes, I agree 100%. I mean, I definitely think it would scar the kids. It'll make the kids do things they normally wouldn't do. right? Um, like you said, trying to hide who their family are, making up lies and stories just to fit in because we already know that other kids can be bullies about situations they do not understand or have never experienced before. So I always wondered, like, I I knew a kid who had two dads, so I was always, I never had enough courage. I always felt like they would have been too invasive or I may have come off being disingenuine and that was never my intention. So I never actually asked, but I, I, I always wondered, like, how did the other kids treat you? Uh, I was already dealing with my own stuff. So I was like, I didn't—I yeah. I, I was trying to get the heat off me. I didn't want to right. bring nothing to me, you know, at all. But I always wonder, like, what—what what is your experience? Do you tell people you have two dads? Like, I only found out through gossip. I knew it had to be difficult. I can't even imagine how to defend your own sexuality. Oh, he's gay. He got two dads. You know, you know all the little comments that just come along with that. I just, yeah. I mean, it's, it's difficult.
1: Because even just like having a single parent is difficult. You right. know, people yeah. people say all this stuff about you being belonging to a single parent home, or if you if you are a child of an unwed mother, people talk all this crap about right. you. And so, and that's a terrible thing. If you have a divorced parents, sometimes that yeah. that makes you like second class or right. whatever. So I get what what she's saying mm-hmm. here. Well, they will need to talk to Brian and Michael before they can make any final decisions. They are sure that Brian won't be an issue. Uh, But Michael, on the other hand, that is a, that's a toss-up. They're not sure how that one's going to go.
0: Oh, baby. (laughs) Y'all better have Debbie prepare a good old meal.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, Emmett is at Kinetic with the grooms-to-be. They are all smiles and not at all offended by Emmett still being in shock about their upcoming nuptials. Uh, he's going to be their coordinator for this event, and of mm-hmm. course he is. With mm-hmm. Justin's creative vision, Brian's sense of class, and Emmett's fairy magic, this is going to be a great event. Oh, baby, <laughs> this is going to be a gala. Yeah. Uh, Brian and Justin have given Emmett a wish list. Everything seems to be doable, but he has a question about the golden gardenias. Justin says there's a Chinese legend that says once your lover breathes them in, he will love you forever. Uh, and Brian and Justin are all like smiley and hard eyes <laughs> at each other. This whole scene, um, and I would say that they are looking forward to this. Emmett is planning to place an order with the florist, but these gardenias can only be found in China. Mm. Emmett offers up some Southern Pittsburgh petunias and Brian says if Justin wants golden gardenias it's get, the golden gardenias yes. Justin's going to get okay? Yeah, get my man some golden gardenias don't mess this up for me that Emmett part, okay. you don't know how many times I had to propose yes
0: okay
1: <laughs> am I going to buy another mansion that
0: part he's, he's getting what he wants okay I already got him the damn stables in yeah. the courts okay it's
1: like y'all think those flowers are for Justin but Brian is going to have Justin snorting those gardenias Girl, like poppers
0: that part okay <laughs>
1: get a big old with sunshine yes, you're not going anywhere
0: okay
1: (laughs) uh justin's face when brian defends him and his flowers is too cute and you know brian is out here keeping his word and whatnot Mm -hmm. he said whatever it takes whatever you want whatever's gonna make you happy that's what i'm gonna give you
0: and it's justin's big day why can't he have the flowers imported in from china Mm -hmm. okay i mean that sounds like a trip to me (laughs)
1: yeah they are both committed to making this day special for for each other but just making it a beautiful day. Yeah. yeah Michael shows up at Brian's office. Emmett and Justin are happy to see him up and about, but they know that he is um, there for a long overdue conversation with Brian, so they excuse themselves, which is just as well, because Emmett needs to make his way to China. Yes, girl. <laughs> yeah. Michael tells Brian that he got his invitation, after, and after almost dying a second time, he decided to stop by and say congratulations. Brian shrugs and says he figures if it makes Justin happy, then why not? Well, Michael knows him better than that, and he says, "Like you've ever done anything you don't want to do." That
0: part, okay? Yeah. And then it goes back to the apology, though, right? Okay? Then how, if Brian does, doesn't do anything that he doesn't want to do, him apologizing to you, it must mean Speak that it was on real. It.
1: Right? Speak on it. That part.
0: That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Michael, you got some nerve. You but anyway. better
1: preach, kid. Yeah, you know,
0: don't get me on my, in my pool pit because I'll get the going, girl. You
1: better preach, yes. kid. Yes. <laughs> but as
0: you continue, love. Yeah.
1: Brian makes a little noise like, okay, fair point, touche. And I think it's also him saying, oh, okay, so you do still know me. Yes. You know, Michael has said a lot of stuff this season that I did not like, but I love him calling Brian out right here. Like, you want this too, Brian. Mm-hmm. Don't have it, you don't. Brian can see that Michael is maybe trying to patch things up, but he has to kind of challenge and test that a little bit. And he says, well, as you so eloquently put it, I can't be an over the hill club boy forever. And also, maybe that's Brian somewhat agreeing or acknowledging that change and growth will come for him too, and it might be good to go along with some of it. Or it could be his attempt to shrug it off like it's not a big deal when it really is. I mean, Brian's complicated. He's always saying multiple things at once, so... Still, Michael says, no one makes a better case for perpetual immaturity than you. Like, mm. you'll never grow up too much mm-hmm. to not be who you are. So, you know. Uh, but you can see from the hidden smiles on their faces that they are drifting back towards yeah. each other. Like, this doesn't do it for me. To me, I need it more. Yeah. Okay, this, I need it more. This doesn't do it for me, but I am not Brian, and this does it for Brian. Girl,
0: and- Brian is a pushover. <laughs> okay, you talk all that cash shit, and then you a pushover. You let him come. I mean, yes, you got a, a lifetime of friendship. But, baby, put him through the ring or two. You
1: yeah. Get I mean?
0: get, put his ass through.
1: Yeah, it, it does it for Brian. And, you know, I'm okay with that for him because he loves Michael and he misses him. And I think their friendship will have to evolve to match where they are now. But they will always be something like brothers. Oh, yeah. Even if they don't need each other to fill the same roles that they filled before. Michael starts to say something about what happened between them. Maybe it's going to be something like an apology. But Brian interrupts because, like, he... He always says sorry is BS. And right. so he just cares about, okay, are we where we, we are be now? Is, yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Where are we going to be?
1: Yeah. He says, I behaved like a jerk and you behaved like a bigger one. And now that part is true. It is.
0: Uh, <laughs> we're going to clap that up with Mr. Kenny.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, then he asks if Michael wants to be his best man. He's always stood up for him. Why should it now be any different? Michael extends a hand to accept and Brian takes it before pulling him into a kiss.
0: Okay. That was so loving. It just. Uh, I know, Brian. so like I
1: said, this does not do it for Ishelle, but Ishelle is happy for Brian. Yes, I know. That, like, that he and Michael got this friendship back.
0: True. Like, I mean, like, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, I wanted the friendship to come back, but not this easy. Yeah. And then, Brian, you should have made him wait on the best man shit. Like, you should know, have known that you're going to give it to him, but like, now I got to pick who my best man is. Yeah, and it's like. You know, old Teddy's been really good to me Yeah, lately. you know, like. <laughs> Yeah. Come on, like make him work a well, bit.
1: Well, and I didn't even need him to be petty, but I needed you to tell Michael, hey, this is what you said, and that hurt my feelings, or that upset me, or that was wrong, or out of line. I would like you, that's just not Some Brian. ownership. Yeah, that's just not Brian. He's not going to do that, but I would like for him to know that he has the freedom to say, what you said hurt my feelings. True. So.
0: True, true, true. Brian doesn't feel like he should be able to voice his feelings and, right. and his opinions. I mean, that's just the character he built up. Right. Well, you're no longer that character, Brian. Yes, you could have held this man to uh, some accountability, for sure.
1: Yeah, but at the end of the day, they are back together, and I want Brian to be happy. So if this makes him happy, I'm happy for him. He loves Michael, and he never wanted their friendship to end, so they're back. Anyway, who will be Justin's best fan? Um...
0: It'll be Daphne. Yeah,
1: gotta be Daphne. Daphne. There's no wedding is happening if Daphne ain't walking down the aisle looking fierce. That part, okay? Like, I
0: can see her slaying today,
1: okay? Yeah, I I dare Justin to try to pick somebody else. (laughs) I hope he invites Ethan.
0: Girl, (laughs) so everybody can throw tomatoes at his ass? Well,
1: no, because Ethan was all like, he's never going to give you what he wants. He can be like, ha, ha, ha. No,
0: Ethan definitely needs the invitation. You know, he ain't going to come, but he needs the invite for sure. Yeah, uh-huh. And it needs to be held, be held at the manor, so he can see yeah. that I got stables. I went from a a crated bed to some stables and some tennis courts and some pools, yeah. baby.
1: Look at me now in
0: the country, baby. You gotta catch a train to come see me.
1: Well, Ted is out at Woody's. Emmett is with him. I thought at first I thought Ted was on his own. I was like, wait a minute now. But Emmett is with him, and he's setting off the metal detectors with some jewelry for his. Bits,
0: girl, you had a big ass cock ring. I was like, Oh my god, <laughs> like, okay, Emmett, I, mean, I see you, big, self. big <laughs> ball, Sam. Big ball, Sam.
1: Well, there's a metal detector at Woody's now, which is crazy. Um, it's one of those things where it makes you feel safer, but at the same time, it reminds you that there is something that you need to be kept safe from. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, you're like, like, Oh my gosh, somebody might try to bring a gun in here exactly. or whatever. Yeah. But I like how they are showing us that Liberty Avenue is... Taking
0: it serious. Yeah. And they're cracking down. They got security at every place.
1: And they're well, still dealing yeah. with it. You, they don't just move on. You know, Mm-mm. sometimes in shows, you have to just kind of move on because you need to tell the next story. But this is still... This is a part of the there. story. Yeah. yeah, there's some ripple effect from yeah. it.
0: And it also goes throughout our entire history. This is never... This is not the first time something like this happened. Right. You it's know, clearly it, not the last yeah, time. Look the at the la- real world. Exactly. Yeah. It's not the last time. So, I mean, it needed to be factored into the storyline because this is what... This happens we have always been fighting for our rights. We've always been fighting for equality. And we're still in that same damn fight, still in 2022. So I'm glad that they didn't just move it along. If you moved it along, then then they failed in season five. You yeah.
1: Know? Well, and the avenue was the safe place. But yes. then that has come under attack. So now this, we have to make sure we're protecting this. Because before it was kind of like, mm-hmm. go wherever you want, whatever, do whatever yeah, you want. Yeah, just whatever. But now they got bars on the door, of the diner. They got a metal detector here. Like, yeah, they are to yeah. take this very seriously now. And we don't know any of these people at the bar, so it would make sense for us to hear from them how they're still dealing with it. But we can see these visual changes in the avenue that suggest that nothing has been forgotten.
0: Yeah.
1: We got to see our gang deal with it. In some ways, they are still dealing with the fallout from it. But And even though they seem to be landing on their feet, we still get these you know, little glimpses mm-hmm. here and there. Um, I like that Emmett is with Ted. I'm not surprised though, but he could be spending all of his time with Drew, but he's here, he's out with Ted. So I like I'm this. sure he spends
0: a lot of time with Drew, but he also has to still make time for his friends. Yeah. You know? Especially people who like who, Ted and, and Emmett, they were best friends. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if they're still on that bestie level. I mean, they're really, really good yeah, friends. Yeah, they're
1: still besties, yeah. but it's it's gonna it, be, it be a little evolved. different. Yeah, yeah it, it has evolved and it needed to. Every relationship mm-hmm. needs every friendship, every relationship, it needs to evolve because yeah. life just changes. Yeah. And what you need from each other changes. right? But I like that there are some things that are just going to be routine and that's important for me to keep in mind as we do approach 513. They're going to go out to Woody's, you know, yeah. periodically. Yeah. Like, that's just kind of going to happen. That's, no matter what, happens exactly. in 513. Mm-hmm. If there were a 514, we'd probably see them— At
0: Babylon or Woody's?
1: At, well, not at Babylon, yeah. but oh, at Oh, yeah, well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, Lord, I forgot. Yeah. But, yeah, in
0: the past, we, we know. That's we'll, that, we'll, yeah. we'll
1: see them at the diner yeah. in 514. We'll probably see them at Woody's in 514. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I like that they are establishing these— Well, they've always established these routines. Like, this is just patterns of behavior. Mm-hmm. And we can expect that that's going to continue to go— go on. Ted is going to be throwing a little birthday party for himself since he is turning 35, 37 and a half (coughs) Okay, fine, 39. Yes. (laughs) he is going to, we did not rehearse that I just no. want to put that out there I had no clue that was going to happen that's the rosé
0: yes baby okay <laughs> sip
1: Uh he's going to be inviting all of the couples Melanie and Lindsay Michael and Ben Justin and Brian Drew and Emmett, Emmett. yeah uh, but Emmett doesn't want him to be surrounded by couples when he'll be the only single person but Ted has found someone not just someone the, the one. one yeah how do we feel about him already being with someone else?
0: This is typical Ted, okay? <laughs> the fact that you're saying this is the one and nobody even know who this motherfucker is, baby, that's a red alert. Red yeah. alert. It sounds like Ted I love again. Save him.
1: Yeah, Save I him. know. Part of me wants to say, Ted, you are not good at picking mates for yourself. Never. So maybe let someone else take over that. <laughs> but I'm also very proud of him because he's continuing to try. And he was in a good place to start dating again. You know, just, the bombing just kind of yeah. happened, and Lewis just wouldn't write anyway. Hell no. Uh, and we're never gonna see Lewis again, anyway. No so. one's
0: ever gonna see Lewis again. <laughs> Lewis is done. Yeah. Okay, he's in some <laughs> shelter in a in a, in a basement he's somewhere. He's in a bunker. Bunker. His, yeah, that's like, what I mean. Yeah. Girl, he got food for thirty years. He is never coming out. Yeah. Okay. No more Lewis. We're going to find hieroglyphics in this shit.
1: Yeah. But Ted really wants to find someone to settle down with. And I feel like he can handle that. It's, it just seems weird because we had this like crazy thing happen and everybody else's life. is all in flux. And so it's like, why is Ted looking for someone? But remember, he was already on this journey. Yeah,
0: he was on that journey. And then he threw himself all the way into the work. Because of his yeah. guilt. But
1: then he dealt with that because yeah. the guy at the bath mm-hmm. absolved him of his guilt. Well,
0: I'm glad that he did. Yeah. Okay? Because Ted <laughs> needed that. At first I was like, what the hell are you doing over here, getting your rocks off when you have all your friends at the hospital. And I was like, thank God he met this man. Yeah. yeah, He got a good nut and got some good advice. (laughs) Thank God. Okay.
1: But Ted met this new guy at AA. His name is Ted. Oh, and here he is. He joins them at the bar greeting Ted with a kiss. He missed him. He looks like a nice person There's just got kind of like something about him so girl he's
0: too intense for one he has his bottom lashes done but he's
1: giving me very intense eyes very intense eyes something yeah something
0: about him is just my little M.M. talents are gonna come out tonight okay yeah. like I don't know what happens in 13 but if we still see tad I feel like we're gonna get the real tad okay because <laughs> his face is, is giving me i don't know it's just not it's not it's giving me
1: It's giving something. Yeah, it's
0: giving something. I I can't put my finger on it, but it's giving something for sure. And it's not like what Ted needs.
1: But Ted does seem happy with Ted. And Emma is happy for Ted. They look a lot alike. They look alike. Ted and Ted, yeah. I mean,
0: their names are too much. Yeah. I'm getting tongue-tied on the cheek.
1: Even his eagerness reminds me of an earlier season Ted. Mm -hmm. Like, I missed you. And it's like, it's just been a couple hours. Yeah, baby. Like, (laughs) I saw you
0: earlier for lunch.
1: You dropped me off and went to go park the car. Yes,
0: baby. (laughs) Like, we rode together. Stop playing with me.
1: Yeah.
0: You missed me. (laughs)
1: Well, from this scene, we also find out that Ted is still attending AA, and I'm happy to know that. He may not be going every day anymore, but it's still a part of his normal, part of his routine. We see Jennifer at the loft, and she's uh, showing it to a potential buyer. Jennifer's about to make all the coin. Jennifer cleaning up, okay?
0: Because <laughs> yeah. she didn't sell the, the the manor. The, yeah, the manor. Boom to Brian. So that was a commission check. Now she's selling the loft. Commission check. Girl, she cleaned up. Well, she's up. selling the in the house. Pie. She's
1: selling the girl's place. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so. in the house. Girl, she, she said. said. She said she had other buyers, panic sellers. I'm sorry. And
0: you know she got a good ass commission check when she found kinetic. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. then she finish that deal?
1: Yeah. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I mean
0: yeah, like girl yeah. Jennifer over here making some corn.
1: <laughs> That's why Tucker won her. He got him a sugar mama. That part, okay. <laughs> she
0: she's the first cougar on TV. Yeah. Period. And looking good.
1: Yes, looking Baby, you don't even look like
0: no cougar. You look like a regular cat. The
1: uh, this potential buyer has been to the loft before uh, and she says everyone she's showing it to has has been there. I'm like, yeah, Jennifer, that's probably gonna yeah, be.
0: Yes, son in has a
1: reputation. You know, girl. he you know he got a reputation yeah, baby. <laughs> But I can imagine it would be like owning a house that previously belonged to a celebrity. Right. For these people on the avenue. Seriously. For these men, yeah.
0: That's why they coming to see it.
1: Yeah, they just want to like be in it. Because when they, you know, when they did come, they probably only got to see like the bed or something yeah. like that.
0: And then they came, yeah. Literally. And
1: then they left. Yeah, they and came left. and they left. Yeah, came, came and left. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. So they all want to come check it out.
0: Girl, they reminiscing over there. Yeah. Girl, they walk by that shower and have flashbacks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Justin comes in as the guy is going out, and there's a little tension be- with him and Jennifer because of the Tucker situation. And also, you know, Brian told her not to tell Justin anything about him selling the loft. And so I think they're just kind of like in this weird spot right now.
0: Because she's always been supportive to him and everything that they've gone through. She's always showed up for him. Art shows when it wasn't even, you know, she was still dealing with him even coming out. She's always been there for him. The one time she needed him, I mean, he folded on her and went crazy on her man, you know. So, uh, And then they just have a conversation about it and he tried to read her down for So I think she has to give this tough love part, like... I'm always there for you, but you can't be here for me this one time. So I'm going to give you this tough love. Because, you know, Jennifer and Justin, they don't beef. They have a good relationship, mother mm-hmm. and son. And then also, like, a friend bond as well. Like, he can tell her anything. I mean, literally anything he can tell her. And she takes it well. So the fact that she's giving him that cold shoulder, it needed to happen. She needs to snap him back into the roles and <laughs> to reality. Like, yes, I'm your mom um yes i'm your friend but i'm your mom too and you're gonna show me respect you know what i'm always here for your ass always here for your ass and, and even you know and even if you ain't there for me i'm still gonna be there for you but i'm gonna give you this attitude because i need you here for me
1: she was definitely serving up the attitude she sure did yeah. it felt good on her too. um justin hands her an envelope and inside she finds her her announcement or invitation and she is so happy that she can't even talk she has no words just think about like she is she is so happy for him right. and for them and just knowing their whole journey and their whole story. like
0: It's a fairy tale.
1: Yeah, she's over the moon. And I don't think that she knows what's been going on in their relationship. I don't know if she knows that Justin is back at the loft. I don't know if he's moved in, back in yet or if she knows they're back together. Well, she knows
0: they're back together because clearly they're back together. They're getting married. you know. So. Well, she,
1: well, now she knows, but she didn't know that. Oh, no, no, she didn't. He, yeah. yeah, she didn't she, know She that. didn't know it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No.
0: So this was a, a total surprise.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think so. Justin tells her that her invitation is for two so she can bring anyone she wants, which is code for Tucker. Mm-hmm. Molly, girl, you don't get to come.
0: Girl, yes. Well,
1: maybe Molly gets her own invitation. Molly
0: ain't got no damn invitation. <laughs> he should have said a party of three. We forgot about Molly, girl, you in danger, baby. You in danger, They didn't girl. left you. <laughs> You in danger, girl. Okay, you over. I,
1: you on your own, girl. Call
0: CPS somebody. Okay, Jennifer, I love you, baby girl. You making all these million-dollar checks. Molly,
1: email us yes. at at gmail.com, and we will come get you, girl. But we
0: got you, okay? <laughs> we have not forgotten you, okay? Like, we, we, we think about you always.
1: <laughs> Yeah. They
0: didn't just let the, let this little girl go to school and say, <laughs> fuck it. She's gonna raise herself.
1: Yeah. Okay. She'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. she got it. She can Taylor She can figure it out. Yeah. That. yeah. <laughs> For
0: real. Look at Justin. He's strong.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I mean. Well, Jennifer has one condition. She gets the first dance after Brian, of course. And then she makes him dance with her like all good moms do to yes. their son. It's so sweet. And he twirls her around and she's so happy and I think it's more than the wedding, though. She's happy that her baby won't be sharing a bathroom with the crackheads anymore. Hell,
0: yeah. <laughs> won't be sharing the bathroom with the crackheads, okay?
1: Yeah. But I love Justin and Jennifer so much. Like, we know that they were always close, but Justin had to go his own way. And there are times when they don't understand each other because of that. And I love that we get to see them adapt to exactly. one another.
0: Because you know what? When I saw this scene, you know what popped in my head uh, other than this one scene right here? It goes back to literally episode one mm-hmm. when he's telling her ass to get the hell up out of his room. And, mm-hmm. like, I mean, get out, it's my space, shut the door, told you to knock, do my laundry, I'm not doing this, like, shut up. I remember, mean, I was like, this disrespectful motherfucker. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, uh uh-uh. uh, no, he didn't. Yeah. But to see where that happened and then the journey where they're dancing in a loft, twirling yeah. around, smiling, yeah. celebrating life, love, they have new loves each. It's beautiful.
1: And she's not worried about, oh my gosh, he's gay. What's gonna happen to him now? What about he could get all these diseases and whatnot? Like she's like, This is the best thing for my son. This is the man who loves him, will do anything to protect him. Been
0: with him through the thick and thin. I mean, like, and not just
1: that what Brian I think that she knows not only what Justin what Brian does for Justin, but she knows what Justin does for Brian. Like she knows that Justin was there when Brian had cancer. She know even before that, she knows all these things that they do for each other.
0: And she also knows that Brian clearly made this decision based on the love that he has for Justin because she already knows the type of person Brian was. He wasn't getting married. He wasn't going to say, I love you. Mm -hmm. He wasn't going to do those things that most couples expect or need. He wasn't going to do those things. So the fact that they're getting married, she knows that this is literally the best thing that could have happened to her son because he's getting the love of his life that he wants. And now she knows for a fact that Brian loves him the exact same, that he was able to change uproot his whole surroundings i mean everything everything about brian that we thought we knew about brian we don't even know like we we're going to learn everything new oh, i wish we could but we
1: <laughs> know. You feel me though so, like when they give us our season six for real we will learn it all for
0: real but this brian is not on those same rules that we know from one two three in season four hell we even started getting a different brian in season four so i mean like we started getting this growth we always had the growth but we started seeing like these little these little light bulb moments from him in season four, I mean, we really do need a season six because Brian is a new person. Like, his rules have to be rewritten because we can't apply those same old bullshits that we confined him into that box in anymore. Like, that, that box is broken. It's done.
1: Well, I think they started rewriting his rules in season one. Um, Definitely by season two, they started. Just
0: because of the whole Justin thing. But, I mean, he still had those walls up. Yeah, so. he, he
1: definitely did. He, a lot was evolving, but he did still have some walls. But now we are seeing him where he's like, I don't necessarily need these walls. Right, yeah, they're done. At least not in this relationship, mm-hmm. not in this relationship with this person right here. Going back to what we were talking about with Jennifer, she knows that Brian asked and that Justin said no the first time. So she knows that Justin has thought about this. It's not like it was like, okay, sure, let's get married. Right. She knows that Justin had some time to step back and say, okay, yeah, this is what I'm gonna, I'm really, I really wanna do this. Mm-hmm. And she knows that Brian was persistent in going back and asking Justin again. So she she gets a lot of information with not a lot being said right. in this scene, mm-hmm. so that is why she is so happy and so content and can dance with her son and have this beautiful scene with him. Right. More good news. Drew's coach called and they want him back. I'm sure they do after five losses. That
0: part I would make them hoes wait a little longer too. Okay. <laughs> Up
1: the check. Yes.
0: Okay. Baby girl, <laughs> y'all just suspended me. Okay. You suspended me for no for no reason at all. You know. I
1: feel and like, I didn't sue you. No, I didn't sue you. So I paid feel like me you know. The money.
0: I feel a bonus on the on the verge. You know what I'm saying? Don't you feel that?
1: <laughs> I feel a bonus. Well, what, what
0: they say, Jimmy McGuire, show me the money. Yeah. Okay, that's what I'm feeling like. Show me the coin. Yeah. If you want to win the Super Bowl and want to be back on top, I need you to show me the coins. Right. And I want a public apology. <laughs> I would have had demands. Okay? I would have
1: had demands, too. Yeah. An
0: issue in the demand. And I want an apology from the um, the Fox 4 or whoever the fuck, the yeah. weatherman, the husband that-
1: The Channel 5. Channel 5. Whatever, yeah. yeah.
0: Now, he needs to apologize to my man. Yeah. Period. Or I no. ain't coming.
1: I ain't tossing no pig skin. That
0: part, I ain't tossing nothing. <laughs> Salads, pig skins, nothing. I ain't I ain't tossing nothing, okay?
1: Okay. Um, but anyway, this is good enough for Drew, so he's going to take it. Because he misses the game. And, yeah. he, and that's what is natural to him. That's what he wants to be doing, right. so he's going to... He's, accept it. Yeah, he's going to accept this whole invitation to come back. Drew is very grateful for all of Emmett's backfield support <laughs> throughout his whole journey. And he tells him that his first touchdown is going to be for him.
0: Mm.
1: Uh, Brian and Michael are at Melanie and Lindsay's house. The girls brought out the homemade cookies. So you already know they yes. have an ulterior motive. Yeah, it's yeah. Something up to y'all. when mm-hmm. Y'all cooking. Yeah. <laughs>
0: okay.
1: They tell Michael and Brian that they have decided to move to Canada, to Toronto specifically. Now I forget that they literally biked from there not long ago. Yeah. It's a 45 minute flight. It's not that far, but it is a different country and they're used to having their kids and their friends just a couple of miles away. So
0: Yeah, but my thing is people move all the time. Yeah. And you don't need a lot to even go into Canada. It's only a 45 minute um um 45 minute um flight. And then you rode a whole bike there. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, stop playing with me. Like, well,
1: and they are part of this, like, larger family. But they are a, you know, a little nuclear family. Yeah, you and, You feel know, me? Melanie yeah. and Lindsay and their kids. And yes. it's like... Mm-hmm. I kind of get it, right? <laughs>
0: you know? I mean, it makes sense to me. Yeah. But I- I'm glad that the ladies actually—well, they had to think about it because Michael would have took suit. They asked; they would have been oh, in court. Yeah. They've been in court okay. again. Michael don't want that smoke. Yeah, no. Ooh, because <laughs> that, that lawyer Lindsay hired. Hell, nobody wants the smoke. I know. Okay, that was the Johnny Cochran of the show. Like yeah. that, nobody wants to smoke. Okay, mm-hmm. but um, I'm glad that they had enough decency to actually include the boys in those decisions and actually yes. include brian
1: i 100% agree with that because i
0: know the for a fact they had to include michael but i feel right. like at this point they probably think "Oh, brian's a nothing you we know just, we're
1: gonna tell him yeah. what we're doing exactly and so he I'm, can deal with it
0: i'm glad they asked them for their blessing you know for their approval yeah. so i mean that was that was a good look
1: yeah well they no longer feel safe or welcome in pittsburgh and but before they moved they did want their blessing and, and approval uh the blessing and approval of michael and brian this can seem extreme and out of nowhere, but we can see where that fear and that need for a safe harbor is coming from. Like, Debbie was panicking over a duffel bag full of sex toys. Yeah. And there's a metal detector at Woody's, and they feel like this whole country is screaming, we hate you. And they probably feel that way because people were literally on the saying avenue with it. the bullhorn yeah. saying that. They were at the memorial service for people who died in yeah. a bombing mm-hmm. saying, the wor- we hate you, God hates you, you should... Burn, you know, yeah. whatever. So I know I mean, why they feel that way. Yeah,
0: I mean, that decision comes with marriage. Like, I understand it. Like, I, I it really makes sense for them to want to leave. They don't feel wanted. They look at thinking about the safety of the kids. That's the really what it's about. Kids. We want our kids yeah, safe. Yeah, true. And we know for a fact that you can be married and treated equally in Canada. It was a rude awakening for Michael and Ben when they got back to the States. Right. I mean...
1: Exactly. Like, they, were, they got married in yeah. Canada, and then it wasn't until they got back to the U.S. border that they had issues. Exactly. Like you mentioned, at the time, marriage rights were extended to gay and lesbian couples in parts of Canada mm-hmm. by this point, by 2005. Now, I didn't know about this until this year, but there's an organization called Rainbow Railroad. Um, it's a Canadian charitable organization that helps queer people escape violence and persecution in their home countries. Oh, wow. And the name, of course, is linked to the Underground Railroad, oh, which, wow. helped, which helped lead enslaved people to freedom. Um, the Rainbow Railroad was formed in 2006, so a little bit after, just just right after this show would have aired. Why don't
0: we get a history of this? I you know, know. Like but- I mean, clearly we can get it, but... I didn't even know that was something, like, it's not talked about. Yeah. I've been well, gay for forever. I
1: know. Well, well, you know, you should check out the Mahogany Mail book box, because we're going to have queer history all up in it. <laughs>
0: that part right there, okay? Plug.
1: <laughs> yeah, shameless plug. But anyway, uh, since this was formed in 2006, what that means is that people were already doing this or needing it. People yes. were already needing to flee their home countries or leave because uh, they did not feel safe, and they were looking for a place of of refuge. And yes. this this organization is based in Canada. Wow! Now, I don't know that everybody gets brought into Canada, but I don't know if they help you find other places. Right, right.
0: right. But this but that's is the based home base. in Canada, yeah. and not mm-hmm. to say that
1: Canada is this perfect utopia, but it was. Accepting. It is a place that is a lot more accepting. Yeah. When I watched this show the first time, I knew a lot less about the queer experience than I do now. So at the time, I was like, "What in the world are Melanie and Lindsay doing?" But now I get it. I get what it feels like to live in a place where your life and your rights don't seem to matter. Right. And I'm not a parent, but I think I can understand wanting to do whatever you can to keep your kids safe. And if you have found a place that seems not perfect but better, I understand wanting to make that move.
0: Absolutely. And it's not far. Mel and Lens would never keep intentionally try to keep the, chi- the children away from the fathers, you know? Right, no. So uh, them going to Canada and Toronto with it being that— and we already, you've already experienced that. And knowing it's not far, it's literally a hop, skip, and a jump away. Get
1: on that bike. Yeah, you feel me? Get on that
0: bike. <laughs> I mean, you can actually bike ride to where they're going to be. I mean, it's only a
1: couple of days, but... Yeah, but still, though. Or if, a 45-minute
0: flight. Yeah, or a 45-minute flight. So it's not far. I, I think any parent would do what was necessary to keep your, your family safe, yeah. period. I mean, like, that whole bombing was just too close to home. Mm-hmm. It, it really was. And then the fact that the bombing happened, but I feel like the straight world... Just downplaying it, you know? Yeah. Oh, it happened. Just kind of get over with mm-hmm. it. And no shade to Carl. But I just feel like it's it's downplay. It's like, oh, it happened. It's over. Let's move on to the next. Which means you telling me that I'm nothing. I mean, you already treat me like a second-class citizen. When this comes through, you're going to treat me like a third. Like, I have no rights. Yeah. I have no, like, nothing. They could even try to take the kids from me type stuff. Right. You know? So, I mean, it's just, it becomes too much. And it's stressful. Who wants to add a stress when you don't have to have it? When you can yeah. go across one border that's, I mean, your neighboring your neighboring country, go across the border, you're not far from home, it's welcoming, it just provides a little more um, stability and security, I feel like. No, no, I don't think there's nothing wrong with that at all.
1: I don't think so either. And there are some logistical things they need to work out that I'm not quite sure of, like jobs and whatnot, but... I guess they're like, well, we'll figure that out when we get there. But because, I, under- um, but still, I understand. Like, we need to get out now. True. Like, they still haven't found who did this. They don't know if that person's going to target something else. And so, I get it. I get it.
0: I know. And we haven't seen any news coverage. Right. I mean, we saw.
1: Well, well, they were asked. They were asking Drew about him, yeah. being out now and what Absolutely. he thought about that. Like, they don't that's care what about they this. care about.
0: And then Stockwell, we saw his whole election all the way on TV. We don't see any news coverage for this bombing. Right. At all, period. You know, it's almost like they don't give a damn. Oh, it happened to the gays. Just keep moving. Exactly. Yeah.
1: Well, that sounds like the monkeypox situation, yeah. but we won't go there. So. Oh, no, them
0: MPs, girl, <laughs> them MPs.
1: We won't go there. Um, Ted shows up to meet Ted. They're having dinner. He's running a little late, and Ted was all worried. He's already called him three times, wondering if everything was okay. Instead of telling Ted what was so urgent, he left him three voicemails and tells him to listen to them.
0: Okay, I don't like that.
1: Yeah, I I mean, it's supposed to be sweet because they all say I love you, but I'm like, don't waste my time like this.
0: It ain't cute, okay? (laughs) For one, you blowing me up. I'm thinking it's an emergency, okay? Yeah. Don't blow me up back to back to back to back. For real,
1: don't call me like that. Like, yeah.
0: Yeah, if it's not that important. Also, you showing me off the rip. We ain't even been together a good... (laughs) Two three weeks, <laughs> you seeing real needy and look crazy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Red flag. Okay. Yeah. Like the, I the, the this, whole I missed you. And it was just a few hours ago. Like, bruh.
1: I know this is all supposed to be sweet, but I can't it's help not. I can't help but be on high alert here. Uh Ted has a message for Tad. He tells him, Thank you for loving me and for being concerned. And so to Ted, Tad is seeming to be very perfect. To me a little too perfect. Too perfect. Yeah, but I'm gonna withhold judgment. Mostly for now. Yeah,
0: we're well, for you. You slip something out because I'm waiting. I'm <laughs> yeah. waiting because I don't. I, I know I, my 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 spidey sense is telling me something about
1: Tad. Well, Michael and Brian are at Red Cape. Brian is smoking a joint, and Michael is ranting about how unfair this is. He feels that he's been more than fair, giving up his custody until Jr. is older. First of all, you were never supposed to have custody. That part. But anyway. Needless to say, he is not happy about them moving. Brian isn't stressing because he says well, he can use all those frequent flyer miles to go to Rio. Um, and if you read between the lines, Brian is saying that maybe I can just fly out a lot to, mm-hmm. go, to go visit Gus. Well, Michael can't see Brian flying out to Toronto every weekend. And he probably won't go every weekend. But Brian said, well, I can see you going mm-hmm. that often to Michael. Um, Michael doesn't want to listen to reason about any of it. He doesn't see how Brian can be so unbothered about never seeing his son again. And that's not what would happen. He's been a little bit dramatic. Yeah, real dramatic. But even if it were to happen, Brian knows that Gus will be well-loved and cared for by his two moms. Brian says they are one big happy family, even if it will cause him a momentary twinge of regret. On the rare occasion, he thinks of Gus he says Gus will be better off. Now, I think Brian is downplaying a whole lot. Yeah,
0: he's definitely downplaying a whole
1: lot. Yeah. But at the same
0: time, he knows the role that he plays in that. He
1: does. And so, and I think it's kind of that thing where like, well, now if I try to assert myself, it's kind of like, mm, right? You know, yeah, like, can I, should I? No.
0: And then it'll be stepping on male's toes again. You know, like yeah, well, you he... knew what you were, you know, your contribution to, to this relationship. You knew what it was. You were going to be the seed which we have the baby. Yes, the baby will know you, but we're the baby's parents, okay? Like, we're we're Gus's parents. We want Gus to know all about you. You can spend as much time as you want, but he's going to call us mommy, okay? Like, <laughs> yeah. you're not daddy, you're Brian. Yeah, well, okay? I
1: think he calls him daddy, but it's... Yeah, it's like you're not, it's not a typical parent Right, you role. feel me? Yeah.
0: Like, that's not what you're here to fulfill. Like, we want you to know the child, but the fulfillment was for us to be those parents. We're like, gonna the, be, every, the day once. Yeah, we're going
1: to handle the day-to-day. Yeah, day-to-day. Yeah, that's what yeah. I mean.
0: Yeah, the every day.
1: Michael says to Brian, well, you were never much in his life anyway. No, Shade.
0: I didn't see this. I'm saying.
1: Yeah, I not that. Don't like, like that, that shit. That. And Don't. What, what Michael said, in a way, is true, but I think it both was and wasn't what. What Brian needed to hear.
0: But also, every time we see um, Brian with the baby, Michael's never there. It's Brian and Lindsay. Who's to say that Brian has to... Brian don't have to tell Michael every fucking right. thing. Right.
1: How many bills has Brian paid yeah. that... Michael doesn't know Dead about part. that. Melanie might not even Dead know part. about. And
0: when Brian showed up to get the baby into the damn school and had to play like for Lindsay right. and Mel had to play like he was straight to be with Lindsay to get the baby in school and shit like that. Michael don't know all that.
1: You know, he since day one, you know, he has been struggling with trying to figure out his footing in this relationship yes. with his son. And he tries to do what he can. He's over there trying to put together the swing set yep. and do all this other stuff. And I'm sure he's buying way too many gifts for birthday parties. And we've seen
0: him a million times in the park and yeah. at the play, and the play dates and yeah. stuff with the baby. So
1: don't say, you know, maybe he's, he, sure he's not as active as you are because he's not trying to force himself that into part. something yeah. that he's not supposed to be in. Exactly. But, exactly. yeah. Um, anyway, I think it, it wasn't what Brian needed to hear because if Michael was paying attention, he would see that Brian is not unbothered by this. But, in a way it's what Brian needs to hear because maybe it'll make him it make him something. think. Uh-huh. Yeah, it'll trigger him, make him think about something. But I still don't like that Michael says things like this. Sometimes Brian gets high for pleasure and sometimes it's because he doesn't know how to deal with his emotions mm-hmm. about something. He's coping. This is the latter. He says, Hey, this is mellow, you should try it. I think he's that's what he's trying mm-hmm. to do. trying to mellow himself out about all this. Because Gus is his son and Lindsay is one of his best friends. And I think he is just as shocked and bothered by this as Michael is, but he's better at hiding it. Mm-hmm. And he's d- and downplaying all of it. And just like, I'm not sure. I don't feel like I have a right to say what I really want to say. Right. That's what he's really struggling with. Um, but I believe that he does think about Gus. But I'm sure he does take that proximity for granted, mm-hmm. too. You know, because like, well, I could always uh, go, go over it's there. right
0: down the street. Yeah,
1: yeah, because we know that sometimes he goes weeks without seeing right. like Gus or Lindsay. And he doesn't really live that far. And that's not a diss to Brian. It's just he understands he's not the day-to-day. He
0: understands the role. I'm never going to shake Brian on on the Gus involvement at all. Right? Melanie wanted him to sign his rights immediately over, okay? Mm -hmm. If he would have signed him immediately over, he would have had no—he would have legally had no dealings with the boy, period, Mm -hmm. okay? He didn't have to do that. So I'm never going to fault him. Like, he knows his role. You can't call him a bad father because he is there. He is still writing and cutting checks and shit. Mm -hmm. I mean, he still does show up. But he doesn't have to be there every day, day in and day out. That was not the agreement. That was not his role. They are the day to day parents, mm-hmm. so no, I'm not, no. What Michael said was was fucked up.
1: I think so. Like, Bri- sure, Brian could be more, but I think he he doesn't really know what that should yeah, look like. Yeah, what
0: should it look like? Yeah. I I don't know what there it should look no like. There
1: is no rule book on that. This yeah. is a different kind of situation, and there's no rule book on what that should look like. That says you you have to visit him this amount of days. He has to stay at your place this amount of days. You have to keep this much of his stuff at your place, like, right? There, you're not going to find that written out anywhere.
0: He never wanted what Michael and Ben had when they was taking the baby out the other day. Yeah, no. He, never wanted he that. would
1: never He would never do yeah. that to his child, for nah, one, and yeah. he wouldn't do that to Lindsay mm-hmm. either. He wouldn't even do that to Melanie. And that he part. could have, especially when she was really, really awful to him. True.
0: I mean, season one, man, but we're not going to go back because, we- you know, I love me some <laughs> Melanie now. And it was a switch. I love Michael, and then now it's like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah like now, now. Things I'm like, are like, switched mm, up. Things switched up because I fuck with me some <laughs> Melanie heavy. We need okay? to switch teams on some we stuff, sure huh? Did.
1: Yeah. Well, Brian and Michael are having this conversation as friends, but they are also having this conversation as fathers right. who have kind of a situation in common. And I think that's a sign that their relationship is already evolving. Their mm-hmm. friendship is already evolving. It won't be centered around the things that it was centered the club, around before, guys. Yeah.
0: Possibly he might choose Michael. Where he's <laughs> going? If he's smoking? Whatever, yeah, it's gonna be it's, it's deeper gonna ha- conversations. It's
1: gonna be, and it's gonna be about different things. Gonna, yeah. The conversation's gonna be about different things, and you know they're gonna they're gonna figure that out. But they'll always be brothers in some right. kind of way. Yeah, I also haven't forgotten about Michael saying that it took cancer to make Brian care about his son. Ooh. I, I didn't forget that one either. Girl, that's
0: heavy. I feel bad for Michael a little bit. I feel like Michael is gonna is gonna pass on early. He's always so high strung. <laughs> yeah. He's always stressed out. I'm like, baby, your blood pressure must be through the roof. Through
1: the roof. I'm like, yeah.
0: girl, sit down somewhere. Take a Xanax. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Have hey, some. Hey, go get one of Jennifer's uh, Prozac. For real, yeah. Uh,
0: Jennifer Garrett, pop this baby a little Prozac in his <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Please. Yeah. He's too high strung.
1: Well, the Iron Men are back. They won uh, because Drew was playing. Uh, Hunter, Debbie, Carl, and Emmett came to watch him. They were his little cheerleader section for this game. And as they're leaving, Drew meets them, and Emmett runs over, gives him a kiss, and it's all fine, which is great. You know they that they can do this out in public. Well, a few of Drew's teammates walk out. And they make a joke about Emmett being Drew's tight end. Because
0: I want to be his tight end. <laughs> yes. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. I would love to be his tight but end. But Drew
1: ain't having it. And he checks both of them. Quick, okay. Yeah. And he works the the money and the fame angle. He's like, if you want to win a chance at winning a Super Bowl, if you want a chance at the bonuses, the and endorsements, endorsements, and all that comes with that.
0: I advise you to keep them lips shut, okay? Yeah. Pretty much is what he said. And I gave him three snaps in in a circle because, all, yes, yes baby, he deserved it. And they deserved that. And they got it together. Um, sorry, Drew. I mean, good game. Yes, baby. Good game. Okay. Yeah. Respect.
1: Yeah. Because
0: he said, unless y'all want to lose, you know what I'm saying, five games in a row again.
1: Right. Again.
0: Without me, because I can go play for anybody now, baby. They see that it's me. It ain't even y'all. Yeah. It ain't even y'all. It's me.
1: I've been back one game. Yeah, I, one didn't t- I done turned this all around. Yeah, okay. You know? It was so. me. Okay.
0: Rainbow and all. It was me. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. So I can go I can go give me some millions. Y'all need me. So I advise y'all to hush them little dick suckers up. (laughs) Okay. Put some respect (laughs) on my name.
1: Yeah. So yeah, I'm proud of Drew to see him standing up for himself too. Like other people have been standing up for him, but he's standing up for himself now. And I love seeing that. I love seeing that for him. Over at the loft, Brian can't seem to not be plastered to Justin. <laughs> he, like, comes right up behind him. I know. And leans across his back.
0: I was like, he's working.
1: <laughs> yeah. Whenever they get back together, though, Brian gets more and more touchy-feely and, like, physically clingy. Like, every time they get back together, he's, like, yes. you know, hands all over Justin. Justin is trying to work on the seating chart for their wedding dinner. He needs Melanie and Lindsay to stick around for a bit so he doesn't have to rework the whole system. Well, Brian doesn't think they're going anywhere. Pope Michael will never give his blessing. (laughs) Well, Justin would hate to see them go. He would hate not seeing them, and he would miss the kids, especially Mm -hmm. Gus. Not only is that Brian's son, he was there the night Gus was born, and he helped name him. Brian says he forgot about that, and Justin reminds us that Brian was very high that night, so he wouldn't be surprised if Brian (laughs) didn't remember Even though I have a feeling Brian remembers almost everything about that night. Oh, he
0: remembers. Yeah. In
1: fact, he says he has a very vivid memory of everything that happened after Gus's Mm -hmm. birth. (laughs) Yeah. When they got back to the loft. Mm. Brian resolves that it is their lives and their decision, but Justin challenges him. And I'm like, yes, talk to your man, Brian. This is who you should have been talking to about this. No, Michael. To get Brian's attention, he starts with a little jab. He's your son and you're acting like you don't care. And then he throws Brian's own line about him being an uncredited guest appearance back at him. And now that he has Brian's attention, he's like, are you listening? Uh (laughs) Are you listening? And Justin says, you should give yourself more credit. I see how you are when you're with him. It's like nobody else on earth exists in the way Gus looks at you. But that's too much true for Brian. So he tries to distract Justin by messing with his seating chart and moving Tucker away from Debbie. But Justin is not having it. And surely Brian knows by now that Justin is going to make his point before the conversation is over. Period. Okay. Yeah. he says you are not your father. You love your son. What will it take for you to admit it? Another bomb. Ooh. And now this is what Brian needed to yes. hear. That he's not his father. Yes. And he's never going to do to Gus what Jack did to him. He's mm-hmm. not even capable of that of that kind Ever. of evil. Period. And this is what I love the most about these two. They don't let each other settle for lesser versions of themselves. That's when you really love someone. Exactly. When you're like, I'm going to demand that you be the best version of you, Yes, <laughs> And absolutely. I'm going to help you be that. And
0: they do that to each other. They yeah, do it to one they another do that to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: And as Brian is looking at Justin, I'm sure he's thinking, this is another reason why I have to spend my life with this mm-hmm. man. He believes in me and he makes me believe in myself. Because what you were talking about earlier, Brian was going to just sign the paper, even though he probably didn't want to. Right. He was just going to sign it until Justin was like, hold on now.
0: <laughs> right. Yeah, baby, let's think about that.
1: Yeah. Now it wasn't Justin's place to tell him whether or not to sign the paper, but just to say, like, hey, you care about your son. You mm-hmm. can go say something about that. Justin is the one who encouraged him to even try to have a relationship right. with his with his son. Even Lindsay couldn't do that. And right. And she's the one who talked Brian into donating for right. this baby. exactly. Now, I don't want to compare Michael and Justin because they're not in competition, and there's no reason for Brian to ever be in a place where he has to choose between the two of them. But I am going to compare the two conversations. Michael's was more about himself. He was a little annoyed at Brian for not taking his side, but he didn't really expect Brian to care. Justin's was all about Brian and Brian being honest with himself and what he wants. Like, he didn't tell him to go and demand custody or refuse to allow Gus to leave. Right. He just said, don't act like you don't care and don't act like you are not good enough for him. Like, he loves you and you love him, so don't act like you shouldn't have a say in this. What
0: Justin normally does is always make Brian self-reflect. Like, I mean, he doesn't give him ultimatums or anything like that. He says the things that Brian is, feel like he doesn't deserve to feel or think, Yeah, you know? So Justin is the one who's actually able to speak them out loud. And it makes Brian really look at himself and actually be honest with himself. He knows that he—everybody knows that Brian loves um loves Gus, you know? Mm-hmm. Justin can see it. Everyone can see it. Brian doesn't want to accept that. Not everyone. Well, clearly, somebody don't
1: see it,
0: (laughs) you know. But, I mean, Justin always put it food for thought on Brian. It makes him really, really, like, I see past all that Maybelline, basically, is what he's saying. Like, wipe all the makeup and shit off. I can see right past that I know who you are. I know who you are as a person in your heart, and you are caring. You don't just give up. Brian doesn't give up on anything, period, anyway.
1: Mm And also, Justin doesn't just speak to hypotheticals like, hey, this is what you could be. He uses examples of, no, I've seen you do this. I know this to be true of you. I know you to be capable of this because I've seen you do it. Mm
0: -hmm. And I
1: think that's important, too. Like, telling Brian, like, no, there's not some standards that I need you to achieve or try to reach or I need you to try to be this over here. Here's what I already know to be true for you. exactly. And so because I know this to be true for you, I know you can do this next thing. True. Well, Brian goes to take a shower because he's got a lot to think about. I noticed that there is food in the in the refrigerator, and that's how we know Justin is staying oh, yeah. there again. Because mm-hmm. he's like, look, you're going to feed me, okay? Yes,
0: that part, okay.
1: <laughs> you on this whole thing of giving me whatever I want, we're going to have more than beer and poppers in the refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> that
0: part, okay? We're going to have an actual fridge. Yeah. I, need to get I up want and ch- some produce, yes.
1: some dairy. <laughs>
0: you know, Justin going to whip something up in the kitchen, all right? He's going to whip up.
1: Yeah. The Novotny, Bruckner, and Horvath family are having a dinner together. They mentioned the duffel bag incident and everything that's been going on around them lately. Um, and they're like, You can't be you just can't be too careful with everything that's happening. And Ben can understand why the girls want to move. No surprise that Debbie agrees with Michael. She says, No matter what, you don't break up a family and I get that, but I'm like, but they really kind of got their own family too.
0: So. But girl, my <laughs> thing is you lied to Michael his whole entire life. <laughs> His last name ain't even Novotny. Okay, You're that's a major. Your, your last, last name, name ain't I even Novotny. <laughs> <laughs> that's an all fucking lie. What do you. you don't break up a. You threatened this man if he told the truth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? it will be the end of it. Like, stop playing with me. You don't break up a family. <laughs> Debbie, your whole family is based on lies. Stop fucking with me. I forgot. <laughs> yes, girl. Stop fucking with me. You ain't even a Novotny. That's a newspaper story. <laughs> Some family gonna sue your ass.
1: Yeah.
0: Anyway. <laughs>
1: Ben is not saying that it's okay for them to take Jr., but he understands why they are feeling unsafe. Carl says it's really not that bad, but he's not gay, so he has the privilege to enjoy certain comforts without being subjected to persecution. Carl says if he were gay and had kids, he would be scared, too, but you have to have faith that the wind will change and the tide will turn. You just have to wait it out. Well, that's a pretty big if, Carl. Yeah, what do you mean wait it yeah, out? Yeah, that if doesn't apply to everybody. You get the luxury of that if, yeah. but they do not. That
0: part. What yeah. is me that's caught in the bomb? Well, or well the shooting? he's like, well, or the... if
1: I were in your shoes, yeah, I'd be scared, but because but I'm, I'm not, not. Yeah, I don't. So i like, Okay, afraid. well, here's why you don't speak on things that, that you don't live, you know. Here's why you don't speak on experiences that are not your own. Exactly. Because you don't truly... Know what it's like or understand. That's not to be mean, but I mean, it's just the truth of it. It is. Yeah.
0: I, I mean I, I I mean I love Carl. Y'all know I love Carl, I love but Carl I too. gave I gave him a side eye on that one though. I was like, What? Yeah. What, what are you saying, Carl? Like now you're sounding silly. And you're the one who's supposed to serve and protect us. Like you're sounding <laughs> really silly now.
1: Yeah, but I do I do get what he's representing. Oh, I know. I'm not saying I agree with it at all, but I get I get that part of the population that he's representing. Oh, absolutely. Debbie holds her tongue when Carl is saying it's not that bad. And I think it's because she knows that Carl's not a homophobe. No. But he's still on the journey of learning. Mm -hmm. And he's speaking from his perspective and the way he experiences life as a white middle aged man. Yes. And she's not trying to force him to understand what he's never experienced. It'll
0: come naturally. And
1: she's being a lot more patient and she gives him a lot more grace now because before she would have lit into him him when he said, But at this point, she was like, ooh, Carl, it's not the right thing to say. But she gets, okay, he's not meaning any harm by this. Some people are bigots and homophobes and just stupid and trash. And some people just don't understand and need right. to be educated and need time to really see things mm-hmm. from someone else's perspective. Well, Hunter says, while you're waiting, you have to stand up for yourself like Drew did. Well, Debbie thinks that he could do that himself at school, but Hunter's muscles are not set up like that. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Michael has gone quiet during this whole discussion, so we'll have to see what's been going on mm-hmm. in his head. Justin is back at his studio working and Lindsay is there. She's showing him an art form article that Simon Caswell from the art show wrote about his work. Uh, She's been getting calls from galleries and collectors, all interested in Justin. The critics are raving about him and he's getting the kind of attention that most artists only dream of. Like people want to buy his work already. Mm -hmm. And Justin's like, cool, sell it to him. (laughs) But Lindsay tells him that he should aim higher in New York. He's made it already. All he has to do is show up. Justin says, "Well, he can paint in Pittsburgh." But Lindsay says that Warhol wouldn't have become Warhol if he stayed in Pittsburgh. Well, Lindsay doesn't have Justin's talent, so that's why she never tried to go the New York route. Uh, but Justin knows that Lindsay has always believed in him and supported his work since season one. She has always encouraged him in it. She introduced him to Adrian Bennett when mm-hmm. he was when he wanted to give up, and she was always she's always wanted this for him. But Justin's not as thrilled as she feels like he should be.
0: Well, no, I mean, Justin, in such a short period of time, he's experienced a lot. So I feel like he, he probably feels a little fulfilled. And he's just looking forward to, you know, starting this new chapter with something that he probably thought that was impossible.
1: And it's something sure. Yeah, it's something sure. New York that's sure. seems unsure to exactly. him right
0: now. Everything that he's ever tried to go on it was always unsure. Like the yeah. whole, they had interest and rage. The studios cutting checks and all this and that. He's going out for months. And then it was a letdown. He comes back, you know. Like, everything has just been a a letdown for him. Well, even... Getting into school and then getting kicked out.
1: you won't defend me. Exactly. (laughs) You know? And they end up
0: kicking him out. You want
1: me to go apologize to somebody and then you want him to defend me. And then so they, yeah, they suspended him and then he went back. But then he got this great offer from Hollywood. And so it's like... Everything that he thought was sure was not sure. Yeah,
0: exactly. And
1: so he doesn't really, he's no. like, no, nah, I'm not entertaining that. Yeah. And
0: I, and we all know that Justin's, he's a passionate artist. He is. But like you said, I mean, he can do his art. I can make my art here. But what I can't do, I can't have my, my man in, in New York. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So what I'm going to do, I'm going to choose what my heart is telling me to do. Something that I know is a sure bet, period.
1: Well, because the truth is, he can continue to paint in his little nasty studio. Yes, he could. Um,
0: <laughs> or maybe in the mini rooms of the manor.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. He, well, he's going to have a studio in the manor. I forgot. Th- that part. Yeah. Okay. Um, but what she is saying is that it might be harder for him to climb as high as he could.
0: Oh, I know. But he's, he's he not worried it. about that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because, I, he wants, sure, he wants to make a living off his art, but he... But I think he's like, I just want to paint it and then y'all do whatever with it. I do think that Justin meant what he said. Brian, it's his opportunity of a lifetime. But I don't think it's easy for him to ignore that other call. But it's like, this is something that I know I can count on. And that's something that would be awesome. But who's to say if that's going to pan out or not? Exactly. Well, Drew and Emmett are at Poppers. And this is not a dream, folks. (laughs) He is really there. We finally made it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's not Babylon, but it's a gay club. Uh, he's getting a dose of the thumpa thumpa, the gay pulse that keeps on beating no matter what. Uh all the boys are drooling all over Drew. Drew leaves the dance floor to go grab drinks and Emmett spots Ted and Tad across the dance floor. Mm-hmm. They're all booed up on a couch somewhere. Emmett goes over to talk to them briefly mm-hmm. and you know, but they're all like doing their little couple things. So he gets gets out of there and goes to find Drew. When he leaves, Ted is asking Ted what he thinks of Emmett. Well, he finds Emmett to be quite the character, but he is looking forward to meeting all of Ted's friends. And it's when he tells him, hey, I'm having this Mm -hmm. birthday dinner party, you'll meet them all there. Well, Emmett was going to find Drew, of course, and he finds him at the bar and there's some beefcake giving him the look. Girl. And then they are kissing. Uh,
0: (laughs) The audacity.
1: Yeah, and you did not enjoy that, Ken.
0: No, I did not because, I mean... I mean, no, I don't enjoy it. Although, I mean, like, no, I just don't. You were
1: like, why can't these writers let me be happy? Yes.
0: I mean, for <laughs> real, though. And, and and not just fucking me. Yes, y'all disappoint me. I'm not going to lie. You, you always want to tear my heart out and stump on it. Anything that I love. But I will say, let Emmett make it. Like, yeah. this man did everything for Drew. My thing is, if he spent months or whatever building this man up, you were broken when you came to him, okay? Yeah. He built you up. Got you where you needed to be. I mean, got you with a confidence. Support you heavy. And the first time you bring your ratchet ass out to the clubs, (laughs) you all in somebody's face skinning and grinning. Yeah. Knowing that I'm in the club.
1: Right. You didn't even have,
0: like, he wasn't even worried at all. Like, no shame. Like, we kissing at in public. He
1: didn't even look around. No look around. I guess he felt like he wasn't doing anything wrong. Well, he I guess he, and he should have known better, but all of his, Things were just little like flings and hookups. B- and baby, so... Emmett is your man. Right. It's that's a difference. True. I mean, okay? you staying at Debbie's house with Emmett. With so... him, okay?
0: Shacked up in Michael's room yeah. type shit, okay? <laughs> like, baby, that is your man. That's the thick and thin. Stop playing with me, okay? For real. That was hella disrespectful. Drew, I love you, baby. I mean, I'm I still. I mean, I, I'm still there. But
1: <laughs> you can still call me. Yeah, <laughs>
0: I'm disappointed. I'm hella disappointed, Drew. I am. I'm, like, I'm gonna give you a pass because you freshly gay. But now, nah, like, oh, Emmett, baby, calm if you need to show the crown. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, I'm here with you. I am.
1: Um, Oh, Emmett did not expect to see that, and he doesn't confront Drew. He chooses to just walk away.
0: He gonna cry in the car.
1: Yeah, he gonna cry in the car, but ain't no crying in the club. That part, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Michael and Brian have summoned the girls to Michael's house to continue their conversation about Toronto. Um, Michael's been thinking about it, he tells them, and all things being equal, there's no way he can go along with it. However, all things are not equal here in the great U.S. of A., and despite his personal objections, if they want to live in a place where Gus and Jr. will be safe, he gives them his blessing. The girls are happy and they are celebrating, but it's a bit premature. Brian says that um, if they want to leave, they have his blessing too, but Gus stays here. Now, they assume that Brian would consent and say, sure, take my son. That's what Lindsay said mm-hmm. earlier in the episode. She expected him to say that. She did sound a little disappointed, but she did expect him to say that. But Brian says that he doesn't want them teaching his son to run away from a bully or to be too afraid to stand up and fight. I don't think that's the full reason, but that's what he tells them. Yeah, but that's a good
0: reason, though. Even yeah, if yeah. it wasn't true, that sounds good to the ear, yeah. for
1: sure. Well, they should have known, by the way, that Brian has his hair styled in this scene. Baby, he was—he came to
0: play. Okay, he did not come to play. He had that professional slick bag. Thank it him. was looking good to me. I was like, "Oh, baby, you give me some bread right now. I was like, I'm loving that.
1: That was a very bad hairstyle. Yeah, brand it was hairstyle. very bad. Yeah. I'm
0: like, you're giving me Brad right
1: now. Yeah, but that their hairstyle should have told them everything. Yeah, like, okay. he was not here for the BS today. He was. Today. Not. Okay. Yeah. Well, Melanie is offended. You know, there's a big difference in how she reacted to Michael initially saying no and how well, she's reacting to Brian saying no. Because but she anyway.
0: automatically thought that it was going to be an easy cakewalk for yeah. Brian. She knew she was going to have to, like, you know, tiptoe and dance a little bit for Michael because Michael gave her ass that run for the money for the court. Yeah. You know? so, uh, but she then, was
1: going to work an angle still. Yeah. But, yeah, she was. We'll get there. Hold on. Okay, so Melanie's very offended she has she says she has never run away from a bully, and she says that she has fought for gay rights more than Brian ever has or ever will. Brian can't tell her that she's teaching Gus the wrong lessons when he hasn't taught Gus a single thing. she says. <laughs> Uh, Lindsay tries to stop her, but Melanie is livid. She Baby. says, the winner, four years in a row of the Disinterested Dad Award, suddenly decides to care, and now we can't leave. Uh, well, yeah. Girl, I have
0: nothing to say. Uh,
1: yeah, Melanie was on it. Lindsay tries to calm her down, and she says, we asked for their blessing, and he has a right not to give it. Now, I learned something on the internet this week. And it was a little, like, self helpy kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It says, if you ask someone for something and you don't consider no as an option or a possible answer, are you really asking or are you demanding? Yes. So, if you were asking, Mm -hmm. there's always a possibility he could say no. You were demanding this of him, I think, Melanie. (laughs) Yeah. So, we talked about how it was very courteous that they were considering what the guys say. Well, if you mean it, that means you have to allow for the possibility that they're going to say no. Mm Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay, let's get into this a little bit. And we've talked about it a little bit. Do you think that Michael or Brian have a right to say no?
0: Yeah, they definitely have a right to say no. Mm -hmm. For sure, they do. They are the fathers of the children. Right. I mean, I might um, not
1: say they have the final decision, but I think they have a right to say my preference would be that you don't do that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, you're trying to. You're literally gonna leave a country. It's not far where you're going, but you're, you're. I don't have the luxury of just stopping by every day or my mom coming over to say see hi, say hi to the baby. Now it has to be a planned out trip. So I mean, yeah, they needed to have um, the opportunity to actually give blessings or say no, I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know I mean, yeah, so yeah. I, I ultimately
1: think the final decision is up to Melanie and Lindsay because they are the ones doing the day to day. I think it is their final decision, but I legally
0: do- they can't leave though.
1: Well, they they can with Gus for sure. Yeah, with now, Gus, but not with J.R. Well, see that's tricky because they kind well, let's go with the show's rules. Mm-hmm. The show has it where the three of them have custody, but Michael said that he gave his up until J.R. is older. I don't know if he did that formally or informally. Right. Um, I would hope that they got him to do that formally. But uh if they didn't, then you can still leave, but you have to kind of work it out right. with your right. legal people.
0: I don't know. But I mean, I but think. But Brian
1: it, is nowhere involved legally.
0: Right. It just goes back to what you said about the whole situation, the whole asking or demanding. You know, they had to have the possibility of no, and they had to be prepared for that. The fact that she wasn't prepared, baby girl, you wasn't asking. You was demanding. And you already yeah. thought Brian was just going to roll over. You thought your, your, your hard part was going to be Michael. And you never gave Brian a second thought, you know. And again, that goes—that's sad, right there. All the times that he didn't yeah. help you, you know, he helped y'all right. through and a and lot of different throw things.
1: And you throwing that and stuff like yeah. Melanie. Let's not do that because yeah. maybe it doesn't look the way. My, maybe he's not over here in your face every day like Michael was for a little but he while. Provided and for you your didn't ass. even necessarily want that. But yeah, he has. Prov- and you know, anytime you need something, who are you gonna call if you need your, your mortgage paid next it, month? Exactly. You're gonna, you gonna call Michael and Ben.
0: Because yeah. That part, baby. The coin is dropped over there. Okay. (laughs) They can barely afford new bikes. Okay. Let's get it together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I think the summary of what we are saying is Michael and Brian do have the right to say yes or no. Yes. But ultimately, we respect and understand that the final decision does come down to To Melanie and Lindsay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, Debbie is on the phone, and it is Drew calling for Emmett, but Emmett does not want to talk to him. Debbie thinks he should give Drew a break. He's 17, after all. Drew does look amazing, but Emmett's like, uh, no, nah, he ain't gonna pass for 17 yeah, anywhere. Baby. The Nowhere. man is 33. Mm-hmm. Um, what Debbie means is, emotionally, Drew is a baby. He's like a kid in a candy store. Of course, he wants to sample all the goodies in there, but eventually he will grow up. But first, he needs to relive his adolescence. And so she says, forgive him his youth. He is a gay young thing, after all. And, I mean, he's basically a 17-year-old Justin, new on the avenue. And remember what Brian did for Justin? He told him, go out and experience and experiment as much as you can. Don't tie yourself to one person. Like, go out and explore <laughs> the okay. world.
0: Um, Hate me or not, but I feel... On first, on, on, on when we watched it, because it's just changed now. But when we watched it, I was like, you know what, Debbie, girl? Debbie might be on to something, so I'm going to give Drew a pass. You know what I'm saying? Debbie on to something. But I got to thinking, this ain't the first motherfucking dick and ass he didn't have. <laughs> it is not. It's not. We know for a fact he had a little playmate. Matter of fact, the one who blackmailed his ass. Mm-hmm. Okay? Well, why you come running back to Emmett already? And also, you—I mean—you've been wanting to play around for forever in a day, all through high school. Like you didn't just wake up one day. You know what I'm saying? Well, I mean? Could have, but very rare. Okay, like you knew you just suppressed the shit. Okay, therefore, I'm pretty sure since he's been in college, he had some. Then when he went into the NFL, okay, yeah, they doing that. Yeah, when he went into the NFL, I'm pretty sure with him on the road and doing the things that he doing, he didn't had some. Okay, we know for a fact you and Emmett was. Emmett, you were busting Emmett down, you know what I'm saying, for for a hot minute. We do know that. And to Emmett, you to tell your ass, hey, baby, listen, I can't be doing this because you 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 gay. And you didn't want to hear it, okay? You didn't want to hear it. And then you started busting down with the motherfucker who who blackmailed you. He ain't 17, damn it, okay? okay. This motherfucker is not 17. What we're not going to do is play Emmett like he, like, no, hell no. No, no, no. No, no, you, no you, I'm not going to do what you think
1: I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna revisit this later on because I think you're gonna see it from a different angle in a minute. Okay. Now, hopefully, I don't. I'm gonna write. I'm gonna write it down right now.
0: You're right um,
1: now. Yeah. Revisit. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna write it
0: down. I'm gonna get mad
1: because we're gonna. But you are right. He did. We know that he hooked up with other men. But you also have to think about how difficult that might have been. Because you're doing it in secret. And so you're not getting to really do it every time you want to do it because what if your teammates are here? What if you are not? You don't have your own hotel room? What if you can't sneak out? Whatever. And not to mention, Drew wasn't even out to himself. He was dealing with a lot of self-hatred and denial. And so there's a lot of shame and regret tied to those hookups. So it wasn't all fun and games when he was doing that. He wasn't truly free to do what he truly wanted to do don't use my man though no you just yeah, like took his whole emotions up yeah yeah don't use them it i i agree with that 100 percent. don't use them but we're gonna come back to this and mm-hmm. i really think you're gonna see it from a, a different angle well a get minute. me
0: together because i mean like
1: yeah I was just I'm, not here about I'm not saying you're wrong i'm not saying you're wrong but i think that you're gonna see both sides of it mm-hmm. in a minute we're gonna get there okay Back at the girls' house, Lindsay comes downstairs and finds Melanie up very late and sitting on the couch. She's reading a letter from her grandfather. It says, I hope you know how lucky you are to live in a country where everyone has the same right to live his life free of intolerance and oppression. That is why I came here so many years ago. Be grateful you are an American. Melanie wonders what he would say about the state of things now. And that was in 2005. So, mm, Lord, Mm. 2022. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway... It seems like Melanie is doing a lot and putting all of her eggs in this very Canadian basket. But I remember in 2019 when people were like, if a certain thing happens, I'm, yeah, moving, I'm moving to moving Canada. At, yeah.
0: mm-hmm.
1: so, yeah, sounds very yeah.
0: familiar to me. <laughs>
1: yeah, And I think if you were watching this in like, well, I was going to say like 2008. But no, that was a horrible year for the economy. It um, yeah, was in a recession. But uh, maybe like 2012. Then I think this might seem a little ridiculous, but watching it in 2022, I'm like, yeah, yeah I get it. Makes it. Sense. Yeah, I'm not yeah. agreeing or disagreeing, but I but I get it. Well, then we see Michael at home and he is reading up on home security systems. So even he is trying to find a way to be as safe as possible. Mm-hmm. But Ben says that he will protect him. Uh Hunter comes down and he is rushing off to school, not to work. And they are very happy and surprised to hear that he is going to go back, go back to school. I'm like, what is going on here? Why do y'all not know that he has re-enrolled? I know. That's
0: crazy. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. the boy just
0: come and go, do what he yeah, want to do. But... Yeah.
1: but Hunter is very clever. So I guess he just signed all the paperwork himself. Yeah. That, he's not 18. No. I mean, he might be, he's for sure 16. It, he could no, be 17. I think he's 17
0: by now. But, but we didn't uh, have a birthday. Maybe he had it when he was in Florida.
1: Maybe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, it's anyway. But, yeah, he's just, yeah, so he's going back to school. That's a good thing. Ben tells him not to let the kids at school get to him, um, but Hunter says he can handle it. And so seeing, this is what we were talking about with Drew, seeing what Drew did to stand up to those guys, Mm -hmm. Hunter was like, okay, yeah, I can do that. True. (laughs) And so that's why it's important to, you never know who is looking to you as an Mm -hmm. example. And so when Drew was trying to avoid that at first, but then he finally embraced it, and it's already having an effect, even as close to home as Hunter. True. We see Lindsay and Brian at the park with Gus, And just seeing how Gus can throw a ball shows Brian how much he's missing out on in Gus's life while he's busy with work or Mm. doing something. Uh, (laughs) But Brian says all that is about to change. No more Babylon, no more late nights, just the quiet life of a happily married man. Lindsay says that doesn't sound like the Brian Kenny she knows and loves. It's like taming a horse. But then Lindsay shows Brian the article about Justin. And he knows enough to know this is a big deal, a whole Mm -hmm. article about him in the art forum. uh, It's impressive, even. Impressive like the house that Justin told Lindsay about with the pool and the stables. And some of the way she's saying it doesn't really sit right with me. Uh -uh. Anyway, Brian says Gus will have a great time when he comes to visit him, when he comes to visit his old man. And Lindsay's like, yeah, well, he can still have a good time if he just comes to visit you in the summer. Right.
0: You can see she was leading up to something.
1: Yeah. I think Lindsay already suspected there was more behind Brian's refusal, but she knew she wouldn't get that out of him in front of Michael and Melanie. Melanie. Definitely not with the way Melanie was acting. Yeah. She was on 20. Um, Yeah. And she tells him, keeping us here isn't going to make up for lost opportunities. And that's the truth. And Brian tells her that he wants another chance. He wants Gus to know who he is. Lindsay assures him that he will. And then Brian confesses that I don't want him to forget me. And so he's. we're seeing this very vulnerable Brian Mm -hmm. (laughs) this season. And I I love it. It's like, I don't want him to forget me. And again, Lindsay assures him that he he won't. Like, we won't let him forget you. You're always going to have access to your son. We're always going to tell him who you are. We won't let him forget you. And I think something else that's in here is like, Before, Brian didn't feel like he was good enough for Mm -hmm. Gus to even want to be associated with him. But now he's like, I want him to know who I am. I don't want him to forget me and think that I don't matter. I don't want to disappear from his life. and. Even it though, just shows
0: the evolution of Brian again. Yeah,
1: yeah, and here, here he is again, fighting for a relationship Brian. that he that he wants, fighting for someone that he loves. But Gus isn't the only one he would be losing if they moved. He doesn't want his Wendy to go, but oh. she has to. Peter.
0: Yeah, that was so touching.
1: <laughs> yeah, she has to grow up and move on. And this is a callback to the pilot episode, the whole Wendy and Peter mm-hmm. thing. But prioritizing the safety of your children is another part of growing up. And this whole. This whole show is about boys becoming men, girls becoming mm-hmm. women. And this is just another step in the kind of growth mm-hmm. process for Melanie and Lindsay. It's like we have to put our kids first and protect them first. And it means this. We've got to move on from this. It's so, true. yeah. Uh, okay. I like the last part of that scene, but can I be honest? I don't know how I feel about Lindsay in this scene. I don't really get her angle or her end game. Like, I know what it's supposed to be. She's right. wanting her friend to be true to himself. But It's just not landing right for me for some reason. I think it's her hair. Like, I don't trust Girl. women who swoop their bangs like yeah, that. Yeah, she
0: swooped those bangs for sure. Yeah. And then it was the makeup. She looked dead and it was washed <laughs> out. You know, she yeah. did. It wasn't the best looking lens. And then it looked a little gloomy already. Yeah. So, I mean, just the cinematography looked a little gloomy on it. So it, it put her, it made her seem a little negative, you know? She
1: did because she came across a little bit condescending yeah, or yeah. like she was mocking Brian to me. Mm-hmm. Like, really? You bought a house with a pool and stables. So yeah. But, I mean, I do have to admit a week a week ago brian wouldn't have bought that stuff we get why he's doing it now um and why and it's okay for him to do it now but just for her to say it isn't like that's not you that's not who you are and it's like "Mm, part of that i understand and maybe agree with another part of it i don't understand i don't agree with because stop limiting him is my main thing like figure out why he's doing it and if he's if the reasons he's doing it are wrong then okay, let's talk about it. But if he's doing it because he's just trying to figure out anything that he can do, and this is just something he wants to offer to the man he loves, right. leave him alone. That
0: part. But no one knows how to understand or or actually speak to Brian. You know. Yeah. Well, they, very
1: few of them. Yeah, do, yeah they do. Yeah. Even
0: Lindsay, she has this assumption. She has yeah. this, this this character already in her mind of who he is. Yeah. And she doesn't know. Like like you said, um, what did you just say that she um. She's limiting limiting him. Yeah, you know, well that's she what says
1: she does. yeah, it's like taming a horse. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, you're doing
0: so I mean like she she doesn't really know who this man is. You are still thinking he's the same person that's from four years ago.
1: Yeah, and I, I forget mean, that we do know we have more information about Brian than she does. Right. I forget that part. Yeah. But still
0: though, for someone to be your best friend, Justin I mean, yes, Justin has you more intimately, so he will know you a little deeper, but Best friends, they still grow with the friends, you Mm -hmm. know. You should still know how to speak to him, what his language is, you know, how to break through those walls to really see what's going on. And I think a lot of times she doesn't do a good job at that.
1: Right. I feel like she, part of me, I'm going to say this, and I might take it back at some point, but part of me feels like she wants him to be Peter because she can't be Wendy anymore. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, you enjoy the life that we used to have because I can't anymore, Mm -hmm. but I still want you to. right? And so... Part of me feels like she has, like, sentenced him to be Peter yeah. always. And he
0: can't he can't grow up yeah. and get out of there, you know? Yeah.
1: And maybe that's not right, but I don't know. I need to keep thinking about stuff. I got to move on because I'm fixing to get lost in my thoughts. Yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, again, like I said, parts of that scene I really love and I really think that some of what she's saying is true where she's like, hey, don't lose who you are mm-hmm. in all this. If you want to do some of this stuff, that's fine, even though she didn't say it like that. If you want to do some of this, but don't lose who you are, is I guess what she's getting at. That's the moral. Yeah, that's what she's getting at. Well, Ted comes home and Tad is on the couch hiding something on the computer. And after a little fun little game of show me what it is, um, but not show me that. Show me just what's on the computer. Yes.
0: <laughs> uh, Correction. He,
1: yeah, He's going to take Ted skiing for his birthday. This isn't exactly the perfect trip for Ted because he doesn't ski or mm-hmm. drink hot toddies. Mm-mm. I'll take his. But anyway, <laughs> he is interested in the bits that happen on the floor in front of a fireplace. So, Absolutely, you know, girl. I'm interested to...
0: what's going to happen on the floor in front of the fireplace. Uh, yeah,
1: so they can still have a little bit of fun. They will leave a week from Friday, but that is the same night of Ted's birthday dinner. Well, Tad already called the restaurant and said that they can cancel it. Well, Ted planned this dinner yeah. for all of his friends, but Taz says, Well, you can see them anytime.
0: Well, you can just schedule that shit for Saturday and Sunday. I don't
1: understand why we can't fly out Saturday morning.
0: Oh, why can't we just take the red <laughs> eye at, at, at midnight after the right. dinner? I don't I guarantee that they're not having dinner at ten o'clock at night.
1: Yeah. You're having dinner
0: at seven. It's over at nine or ten. Let's have the <laughs> eleven o'clock flight. You know what yeah. I'm
1: saying? Like, so plan. Yeah. But... I told you I don't like
0: this man. <laughs> You can just cancel it. I mean,
1: what well, you can just I, change and it. You already did. That. Like you already called the restaurant. Behind, me. I know you think you're doing a good thing for me, but I set up my own birthday party. No. Don't go. Don't go canceling my birthday party for Girl, me. That I set like up. If yeah. Ted
0: stayed with him, he's gonna be beaten and locked in closet. It's gonna be something. misery. Yeah, like, it's gonna be
1: like the movie. The misery. movie. Yeah. like for real. Like I'm scared
0: for Ted. Yeah, like, baby, catch the flags. Okay, <laughs>
1: see them. We see Emmett at Woody's and he invited Drew to join him. Drew says that the guy at Poppers came on to him. So he already knows what Emmett is bothered by. But he didn't actually, he didn't exactly refuse the Mm guy. So, you know, that Mm -hmm. is out there. Emmett tells Drew that he is still young and he's not ready for boyfriendhood. There is a whole world in front of him and Emmett doesn't want to block his view. Well, Drew apologizes kind of for the state of things. But Emmett says there's no need to. Drew wants to know what this means for them, and Emmett says one day they will get together and have a real drink because he orders him a Shirley Temple. Yes, because he's underage, and he tells Drew to call him on his twenty-first birthday, which I actually think I love and think is kind of cute. Okay, um, please give me but, two. Yeah, on yeah okay, but yeah, yeah, I'm going. I'm about to. I respect Emmett for this, and I think that this was the right way uh, to go. Now they could have gone the route that Brian and Justin go. And have an open relationship, but that's not, I don't think that's what Emmett wants in a relationship. That's not Emmett. Yeah, that's not Emmett. He doesn't want to do it that way. Okay, so here's my thing. So, you met your partner when you were very young. Yes. And y'all have been together and y'all have a great loving relationship. Yes. But you understand that there are some parts of life that you did not get to experience because you were locked into Girl, I missed early. my whole phase.
0: I didn't get to do it. Okay, let's <laughs> yeah. be real. I didn't get a whole phase. But every day I make a conscious decision to choose to stay with Brad.
1: And, and that's fine. But there are things that, like, you will never get to experience, you never yes. get to know. And you're, you're like, maybe now you're at a point in life where you're like, I don't care about I'm that. I'm over that. Yeah. yeah, you're over that. But... When you're young, when you're 20, when you're 21, and you see what everyone else is doing. Like, true, you have a loving partner, a loving relationship, and that works for some people. But there, you probably can admit that there are things where it's like, I wish I would have gotten to do a little bit of that.
0: I I would be lying (laughs) if I said no. No, hell no. No. Yes, I wanted to go out here and hoe and thought in peace, okay? I wanted (laughs) to be out here in these streets. I did. I'm not going to lie. But, um, I mean, so, yes, I get what you're saying. Yes, I get what you're saying. And I'm I'm not
1: downplaying like because some people are like I want what I really want is a relationship. I want something stable with one person. Some people want that, but other people are like, "Well, I never got to really experience that. I never got to do this, or I never got to kind of discover these things on my own and figure out what I like because I only had this as an option." True,
0: and I mean that's a great example. Okay, yes, you got me. You got (laughs) me thinking. That is a great (laughs) fucking example, Ishelle. No, for real though, Um, what Emma did was was wonderful because mm-hmm. like you said there are a lot of things that you do want to experience when you finally have that confidence and that freedom because just like drew i did mess around with other guys i mean i didn't go all the way but before then you know i did a little little dibble and dabble so but it was always scary because it was sneaking around and i yeah. didn't want to be called i mean i had to be really careful on who i chose like it was crazy but as soon as i came out i felt invincible you know mm-hmm. literally i felt invincible but then I was tied to a relationship. Right. And I'm not tied in a negative way. No, but, it's
1: good. The relationship part is good. Yeah. But you could not but, walk down the strip and see any guy you yeah. wanted and be like, you, follow me right now. Yeah,
0: exactly. You know, yeah. it, it was it was none of that, you know. And and I was young, young. So for Drew, I see exactly where he's coming from. Like, he is, I mean, he is a kid in a candy store, mm-hmm. you know. He and
1: wants all the lollipops. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you do. And, and it's multiple flavors, okay. Yeah. And, and he, he, he should be able to try those. And get that out of his system so he can be right for the person, the right person who comes along. And I pray that it's Emmett, you know, and I hope that Emmett, I mean, well, Emmett is that a great 21st person. First birthday. Right. Yeah. So hopefully it won't be too long. You go ahead and get this, this, this starting, which is that hoe over there. Go ahead and get this starting out of your system, you know, mm-hmm. thot in peace, do your thing, but then make your way back home because I feel like Emmett did invest a lot of time, you know? Yeah. And I always feel like, and, and this is where I got angry at is because, and it wasn't just because of Drew going on doing his thing, it was more based on toward the writers because. Emmett, through this whole fucking series, has been getting the short end of the stick. And I feel like he has the greatest heart of all. We talked about all last week about how Michael had this great heart. Well, you know, how people thought Michael had this great heart and all this and that. Where the fuck is Emmett heart at in this conversation? Emmett is yeah. always getting the short end of the stick.
1: But Emmett's thing is he remains open to what life will bring. and That's so, terrible. I know. But some people, that's what it is. And so he was like, I don't want drew to not get to have this experience and so i'm gonna step aside let him go do that and then i'll just kind of open myself up to you know
0: I'm just taking it really personal yeah. because a part of me is it, Emmett.
1: I think it's you know it's a situation of maybe right person wrong time yes, for them and exactly. it really would not be the right time for them because I mean it makes sense Drew would always be wondering well what yeah. if I could just go to poppers and True. have any guy that I want
0: And if Emma did take him right back when Drew had to go on the road for the for the games where well, was Emma mind be at would, right. would he really still be in that trusting headspace I mean he needs to know that Drew is ready you know so I mean it does make sense but I think I'm just angry Angry that I mean I have witnessed so much heartache for Emmett yeah. and never any happiness. I mean yes he's always going to be happy but is he fulfilled? But,
1: but relationship wise, yeah relationship wise yeah, he hasn't been had the best luck with his relationships. That that's part. true. Yeah yeah. So, I mean
0: I, I'm just angry at that. But I
1: think that's a beautiful thing. A person who will still take a chance on love even when they get their heart broken, mm-hmm. but they'll still try again. Right. I think that's a beautiful thing. So I do love that about about Emmett.
0: True. That is true. Yeah. And I mean, and then I thought also you can see that Drew, after Emmett tells him this, you can see like, Drew has nothing but respect Mm -hmm. for for Emmett for even saying it. Like, he understands like, okay, because the part of, you know, I'm pretty sure Drew is torn too. Like, I don't want to lose this. Like, I I feel like I owe you this. I do care for you. I do love you. But at the same time, I do have all these other, you know, I have this other side of me that I want to explore. Yeah. And
1: I'm not going to promise you something that I'm not sure I can give you or that I want to give right now. Because, and the thing is. Drew went right to Emmett, like he had this—he had the whole blackmail thing going on—and then he went right to Emmett, and so just went straight into that. And then he came out, and so it was like this thing was kind of preset, or right, right. this thing was predetermined or preset for him. And but so he went to Emmett in a time of need, and he loves Emmett, and Emmett loves him, but
0: it was I, not not forced, but it kind of seemed like it had to go that way. Yeah, and yeah. so
1: Emmett is saying, Emmett is stepping back and saying. You can choose this. Yeah, I want you to choose you me. Want to, yeah. but you can also go explore mm-hmm. something else. But if you want to choose this at a later date, then let's just read. Let's re up. Then, yeah.
0: Let me just l- reiterate that I understand. I was just taking it personally. Yeah, I was upset about the whole relationship you know, status that Emmett always goes through. Um, but I mean, I understand. And I, and, and I do. Like, I still love Drew. I'm never going to give up on Drew.
1: Yeah. And he, I think he needs a, and then who knows? He may go out for a week. He may go for a day. Yeah. He may go for a year, five years. Yeah, but... go out
0: on a date and say, you know what? I know what I want. And mm-hmm. I know who I have, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm, I'm getting them. I mean, hell, we got Brian, Mary, and fucking Justin.
1: Right. I mean, so anything, anything can happen. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of Brian and Justin's upcoming nuptials, uh, they are home at the loft, and Justin is putting together a registry for them. Brian registered them as at Prada, and that's great, but maybe Pottery Barn would have made more sense. <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, there ain't much Justin can do in the kitchen with Brian's yeah, shoes. That part. So, okay. yeah. But I love any scene of them chilling in the loft. Like, Justin is right back at home. It's like he never left. And Brian is on the couch relaxing and reading. And as Justin is working on something, but they're in close proximity still.
0: But doing their own thing.
1: Yeah, but they exist so comfortably around each other. And they have been like this for a long time. When they're actually together, like Mm -hmm. in a relationship together, it seems so easy and effortless Mm -hmm. between them. And I almost feel like they can skip the ceremony because they're like already married. To, to me, me. Also, I was feeling like yeah, like they've been married yeah, to me. Yeah. <laughs> like they've been living out vows for seasons. Yeah, it to just me. works.
0: It's easy. Yeah, it seems natural.
1: Yeah, I'm like what what more will change? I mean, yeah. I feel like they're already committed to each other. The
0: only thing that's changing is last name. We're gonna. Well, get... then we don't
1: even know if they're gonna yeah, do that. It, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really feel like much will change for mm-hmm. them after they're married. Brian starts reading an article aloud. It's the article that Justin hasn't told him about. What they choose to disclose and conceal is always very interesting to me, what they hide from each other, what they tell each other, because they're always trying to like protect the other person or they already know how the other person is going to respond to something. So that's already right. very interesting Well, Justin
0: already knows that Brian is going to try to push him to follow the dream. Oh, yeah. The Kenny Cliff. Brian, yeah. He can
1: see the Kenny yeah. Cliff. Yeah. He, he sees the <laughs> whole now. like, I am not yeah. doing that with you. Baby,
0: I don't have no protection harness. I don't have nothing. I'm I not I don't jumping. have a
1: parachute. We're nothing. not
0: doing this. Not this time, baby. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I understand why he kept that on um, mm-hmm. hitting
1: the article says that New York is waiting to be conquered by Justin Taylor. Justin knows that Lindsay was the one who showed him this. <laughs> Justin doesn't think that a fawning review from a guy who may have been more interested in his behind than his art is a reason enough for him to go running off in the pursuit of his dream. Of Brian's like, you know, it, it could be that he really just wrote this about your art. <laughs> yeah, because uh, he would have
0: been interested in your ass and not wrote a damn thing. Well, but he wrote a whole and, article. And he
1: didn't get the first one. Yeah. So, yeah, this is really about your art. And yeah. you know that, Justin. But Justin feels like he's been there, done that. The sting of Hollywood is still still there. It's still very fresh mm-hmm. for him. And he's a bit jaded because of all of that. He got his hopes up really, really high. And it all came crashing down. And there was nothing that he could do about it. It was totally out of his control, totally out of nowhere. And I think he's a little scared to try that again. And I don't blame him Mm -hmm. for that, for being scared to do that again. The only person who has never broken a promise to him is Brian. Justin doesn't want to think about New York or that article. He wants to focus on them because this right here is what he knows that he can truly count on. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And they drop us here. That's the end of the episode.
0: Yeah, that's it. I mean, I think that was a good ending. It was a good close with, with Justin just saying, hey... You are the only person that has never let me down. I can always count on you. I can you're dependable. You always kept your word. You're that sure bet. I love that. I love yeah. it was like way of Justin saying I love you in a different way because he's always been saying I love you. So it's a different way of saying I love you. And nothing you're gonna say, I'm choosing us. Yeah. I'm choosing this, you know?
1: I know what my options are and I'm choosing yeah, you. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and and that probably makes Brian happy too, because I mean Brian always encourages Justin. He never tells him what to do. He always encourages him. He already knows when Justin has made up his mind, there is no changing it. So I mean <laughs> Justin's not going anywhere. He's he's where he wants to be. Yeah. And that's home with you, Brian.
1: We gotta see what happens with Ted and Tad and Melanie and Lindsay. Yeah. And um yeah. And Emmett and Drew. And Emmett and Drew. Yes, yeah. for
0: sure. So I'm excited to see that. Well, guys, like we said. This episode wasn't one of those heavy (laughs) tearjerkers like these last couple episodes have been. It was still, you know, good emotions that was running through, but on the lighter side. So let us know what you guys thought about this episode. Clearly, you heard uh, me and Eshell go back and forth over Drew and Emmett. So what's your way in on that? Where are you falling at with Drew or you falling with Emmett or you just understand the situation? Because I want to know where y'all lining up at. You know where my heart is. So let's hear y'all's. Alrighty guys, um, well, until next time, we are out of here. Bye!
1: Bye.